0: A word to the wise, we are an explicit podcast, tackling content with adult themes, as well as entering spoiler territory, bow, 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 if you aren't caught up with us, which is through chapter 28 in the lovely, the sensational, the wonderful, Jade Legacy by Ponte there this is cross i'm pj i'm ben
1: (laughs) hey i'm aaron
0: and i'm thomas
2: and we are hungover (laughs) words and whiskey a podcast for veteran and novice readers alike we tackle fiction novels and love to talk about what we're drinking you should think of us as your
3: intoxicating weekly book club i just wanted to copy thomas (laughs) thank you sorry for stealing (laughs) your thunder no it's shared thunder
0: a thunderous That's applause. What
3: ACDC would want. That's true.
2: Thunderstruck! Today is our fourth episode. We're going to cut that right out. Today is our fourth episode. <laughs> we'll be talking about chapters 21 through 28. But before we get into that, let's talk about our featured drink. What are we doing this lovely brunch morning, afternoon?
1: Sunday brunch with the girls. The, uh, with the girly
3: pops. <laughs> Bumosas.
1: I'm doing a Beer Bosa with Minute Maid Pulp Free Orange Juice and Bud Light.
4: Same. That's it's lovely. Light.
0: <laughs> Not one, but two free ads.
3: And that's Adhorrent. <laughs> <laughs> Adhorrent. Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> I got him. PJ, what's yours composed? Mick Golden Light and Uncle Matt's Organic Organic Orange Juice.
4: <laughs> Double Organic. Why is it? Yeah, why is it I'll double organic?
3: <laughs> because I am reading verbatim what's <laughs> on the label.
4: <laughs> Does it say why? Does it explain it? I, I think
3: the the brand is Uncle Matt's Organic, mm. and the product is mm. organic orange juice. Thank you for that. It was killing me. Yep, that tracks. That tracks. You mm. Thomas, um, what's what's your?
0: Mosa. I can't mm-hmm. fucking handle it. I can't do beer. So over under was three sips I'm gonna hit the over just because I'm not a um, <laughs> but I'm not. It's I can't do it. It's not good. And I I cheated i did like 50 50 split of a local brewery ipa which i can tell is good but i just can't um and orange juice which i will not name because it is a large brand and then to back it up sure. got a bourbon lemonade which I uh, toned water because i like a bubbly cocktail and i added lime juice to make it extra sour and i did a blueberry syrup very
4: nice Ooh.
0: That sounds tasty.
2: My siblings drank all my fucking orange juice, so I had to try my best to make an, a, an equivalent. And so I made a blood orange attempt, and it is Shiner Bock, which is a dark beer to begin with, which was going to make for a really weird Beermosa mixed with squirt and blood orange syrup. And it tastes like a Beermosa, despite having none of the nutritional value. You got there.
1: Are you going to name just it? Does
3: beer mosa have nutritional value? <laughs> vitamin <laughs> C,
1: baby. Yeah,
3: vitamin C. <laughs> the vitamin C, there Cross, we go. Cross,
1: are you going to name it the blood of the pillar, meaning I.
2: <laughs> Ooh, the blood of the pillar too. <laughs> I did take a nice photo of it just because I was like, this is uh, this is pretty great. It does look nice. It actually worked out. So, yeah, maybe maybe we'll throw it up there. We were we'll like, let's a, all make we'll beer moses.
1: And then Cross was like, hold my beer. I'm going to be fancy. Going to
2: kill a snake. <laughs>
1: I'm gonna kill snake, and then I'm gonna be fancy and take the feature cocktail for myself.
2: I just liked the fact that I found this funny looking shark attack glass from Red Lobster from like (laughs) the 80s. That is funny looking.
3: It's it's pretty great. It's like an an unstemmed hurricane glass. Mm
1: -hmm. My at my parents' house they still use like it's in their main drink cupboard. They still use the like old school Batman and Flintstones glass cups from McDonald's. Hell yeah.
3: Oh wow. Do you remember those? That's cool. I do yeah. remember those because yeah. 94 I got it says to- on the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> There's a a speakeasy in Minneapolis that I went to that had all kinds of eclectic glassware and they used those for some of their cocktails.
1: Nice. Well maybe <laughs> I can sell them to them for a high price. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
1: What's impressive is none of them have broken. That is impressive. They're like thick glass. One has the Joker mm-hmm. on it. One has Two-Face. The coin flipping. Nice. I'll take photos next time I'm in Wichita, Kansas.
0: Go Shockers.
2: Yeah. So stoked.
1: <laughs> All right. Well,
2: before we talk about the chapters specifically, Should we... PJ, Ben, Aaron. Cheers. Oh, yeah. Let's do a cheers. First, we'll do a cheers. We have the
0: cheers. same drink. It's
3: true. Clink, Cheers, clink. clink clink. Nice. We got one um, real clink in there, which is good. <laughs> we'll we just you know duplicate it for everybody <laughs> else.
0: <laughs> this actually tastes good. It's the smell I can't do. That's a that's a new discovery.
1: Hmm. All right. Maybe your smell is some... messed up from the Canadian smoke. Hmm. So, do you have a, a straw?
3: Drink. There you go. Boom.
4: Oh, he does. The boy does have Don't a straw. Don't worry,
1: it's metal. It's sustainable. <laughs> no
4: turtles harmed here.
0: No. The cup's plastic, though. Jesus no, biodegradable Christ. plastic.
1: All right. All right. There we go.
0: Okay. From Heartland Good. on Hudson.
2: Was it better out of the the straw?
0: It's made of, like, cactus, and you can just throw it mm. anywhere, apparently. You don't have to throw to a dedicated recycling <laughs> plant. Cactus you should, you will grow wherever you throw it. Throw it. Boom. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's what I just learned. Mo- cool. That's so, so ridiculous and exciting. So... I would love to hear your guys' thoughts on this week's reading and what you guys how how was it for you?
1: It was that pretty. It was intense. great for me. Pretty intense. Quite stressful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I felt um,
3: not good for most
1: of it. <laughs> I love. I, I really liked this this week.
4: I agree. Yeah, it was... It was.
1: And we had a happy ending.
4: Very exciting. <laughs>
2: T- Thomas and I were, were chatting about it because we were freaking out and we're like, oh yeah, we, we left this and we had adjusted the cliffhanger because originally we had left you on chapter 27, but we had settled that. We decided not to do that because it was too goddamn mean. <laughs> Especially when it's just answered the next chapter. And also,
0: I, I think we had to like, we'd had to justify cutting it off there. It would have been weird with the other weeks. So we were like, ah. Eh we'll mm-hmm. give them this
1: one and you yeah. had to finish mm-hmm. up what happened to i that was like right. her yeah. whole
4: arc i mm-hmm. absolutely couldn't handle it i will admit that i just flipped ahead i was like
1: you did not You chapter- pulled in Aaron <laughs> just
4: to like the last chapter of the thing you
1: pulled it like, aaron
4: i have to i was like well this is a barrow chapter so i was like i know like, oh, you skipped so I was like, I'm skipping over that, and then I went to the next chapter and I started just scanning it, and I read like the last half of it where I, Mata gets found, and then the next chapter was Andon chapter, so I was like, okay, I'm skipping that, and
1: then and that's not how reading works. <laughs>
4: I went
2: back and read it all. You did it wrong. My man was stressed.
1: (laughs) Yeah,
2: I'm not gonna lie. The first time that I read this book, or that I was reading this book, I had to go to a family function, and I hit chapter 25, and I went, "I'm gonna be an hour late." (laughs)
0: like I cannot. Yep.
4: Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah. Did
0: you really do that? I'm still not. (laughs)
1: It's insane.
3: i don't know for sure that we're completely out of the woods they've been we got some relief but i'm not convinced that they're not going to die anyway
1: wow Hmm. why do you say that because
3: that seems like something mean that these two would do to us like
0: like there's only one chapter left in the parts um pj do you mean die like in general like anything to kill them or specifically from this incident
1: internal bleeding I don't know if that matters. Okay. I was
0: just curious <laughs> if you were like, you know, they're going to concussion, second impact syndrome, something crazy going on.
3: I mean, some mountain clan loyal doctor starts channeling into him and kills them instead. I don't know.
1: They took oaths, PJ. They would never. They're vulnerable. I don't
3: think the oaths matter as much anymore. the The fabric of society is falling apart. <laughs> the irreverence of the gods has been displayed by Emma. Like things are things are going to shit in KCon.
1: I will say I was I was happy with the way everything turned out. I thought thought it was all great, even the it stuff. I if Shay had killed I that to me that would have been way out of character for her. Yeah, I agree. So when she pulled the knife mm-hmm. out, I was like, "Really?" And then I was like, oh, "Okay, good."
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree.
1: You don't want to well, kill am- a. Wounded animal. Yeah. I don't know. It's like in church. <laughs> in, in yeah church. <laughs>
2: Even though the opportunity is there and the gods aren't watching, like there's there's just something fundamentally wrong about something that.
1: Something gross about it.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am so excited for this week. I know that we had taken a couple of like slower weeks, intent, kind of intentionally, because this was all set up to this massive moment that propels us into the rest of the story very clearly in a normal book this week is a climax (laughs) like this is the climax of your entire fucking story Um,
1: yeah it did feel like an ending almost we're only we're what two two thirds through
0: I think like 50 50 chapters left yeah so
2: we are we are next week is like roughly we pass the 50% mark next week we go to like 55 or 56% so there's nine episodes for the whole season her book, or series, or whatever. Okay, can't wait to talk about this. There's so much, and I'm very excited to get into it. So, let's get into our chapters here. With that, we start with chapter 21: The Meaning of Green, the 14th year and second month. Did you did you catch the timing this time, Aaron? Did you?
1: No, I never do.
2: Okay.
4: All right. Well, <laughs> I won't. I, I will I not. Interject. I will not. This is to keep track of time in the book.
1: <laughs> I will not.
2: <laughs> so. We, we return to Shay, fully pregnant, on a trip to Port Massey to check in on the business dealings of the clan overseas. While there, she meets with an Aspenian marketing group to reshape the discussion of jade in the land, as well as a quick update on the proxy war in Resville. What the
3: there, fuck?
0: There's, there's a lot
3: that goes on. Fully pregnant, mean?
0: Thank you. That
3: was, that <laughs> well,
1: was number one on my <laughs> she list. She just is pregnant. Right. Well, fully, I mean, she's
2: like, she's going through... Months. She's full term. Closer to term, She's right? That was kind of my thought on. process.
1: She's like seven Bro. months. Yeah.
2: yeah. Right. I guess. I guess the she. We knew that she was pregnant beforehand. This is like we've
3: committed. It's <laughs> or, viable. <I> <laughs> yeah. It's it's past. Yeah. It's it's viable. You can tell. She people. went from um, pregnant to pregnant.
1: To pregnant. Pregnant.
2: <laughs> <yeah>, per- <pergnet. laughs> no, but day. I I was really. I was really just thinking about it like she she has been warned against traveling and like very near in the future. She won't be able to for a while. And so that was kind of my thought process is it's like it's kind of a last hurrah of sorts for the pregnancy. But yes. Yeah. Anyone else like Hami on a plane? Does anyone else behave like Hami when they're on an airplane? Like pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) I know some people can't sleep on planes. I'm just very curious how you guys
4: on plates i thought it was a fun bit
1: i just download a movie and then i start the movie the minute i sit down and i don't look up until yeah i stand back up
4: headphones on please don't interact with me Mm -hmm. trying to stay inside i I
1: try to disassociate as much as possible (laughs) for sure (laughs) i'm i'm pretty scared of flying too
4: if i think about it too much i can get
1: there for sure yeah i'm like i'm gonna explode i i watched final destination at a very young age and it ruined my entire life.
4: Allow my brain to go there.
2: but you- I just think about the scene in Fight Club where the wing rips off and he's looking outside and I'm like, I'm pretty sure I could stay calm during that and just die. And then <laughs> I nice. return to my movie or whatever <laughs> I'm listening like, to. Damn, that's nuts. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Damn, that'd be so wild for 10 seconds. <laughs> I, I think I just like listen to a book or a podcast or mm-hmm. something on my headphones and close my eyes similarly avoid any sort of interactions with anybody <laughs> i don't understand people that just have deep conversations with strangers on a plane like i can't i don't even I even do that. it
1: when i fly with john we'll sit next to each other but we won't like talk to each other i don't yeah i don't understand i, I interact
4: with friends on the airplane.
1: yeah i'm like i don't want to sit by you yeah go sit somewhere else
4: we're all just doing this we're getting to our place and then we'll <laughs> interact after that
1: then we'll go to a bar.
2: There's a couple of times where I've been cornered into a conversation, and I'm just like, I'm too nice to not <laughs> like cut you, it off. You, and so I there was one time on that I just plane. had a full two-hour conversation. No, cross. It's like, Jesus Christ! You guys get you on do. the plane
1: with headphones on, yeah. and then if someone I talks to you, you do. have to go like this. What?
4: <laughs> I just I do the big <laughs> full-on one. I'm
2: capable of being what? that rude. <laughs> no, you just try well, to it's have, not rude. It's you're just in the NBA. My blood.
4: Yeah, pre-gaming even if headphones. you're not
1: listening to anything just have oh, headphones in exactly. without music yeah. and just yeah, act like, and read. And like wait what what <laughs> oh okay
0: it cross here's your next time uh so you can still be polite is just act like key and peel in the looking for terry's sketch and just be like you trying to get it <laughs> just be really weird <laughs> but nice and then they won't talk to you anymore think-
2: that woman also tried to set me up with her niece Aww. um was she as hot. a part of that? Of whom was attractive? Of so whom? I don't, Why? you know. In the end, idea. was it worth it? No. But <laughs> did it potentially have its upsides? Sure.
1: Never. Anyway,
2: <laughs> I was right. just very <laughs> curious about people's <laughs> playing etiquette and behavior because of hobbies. I just thought it was so funny that she's like so, she is so stressed on the airplane, and meanwhile Homie is like, well, she was could give a pregnant. fuck.
3: Yeah, she fully, was fully fully pregnant. Not I think Hammy's Homie's,
1: homies just disassociating, like the rest of it's us. Also,
0: flies all the time.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. couldn't be bothered
2: it's his job i love as well in this that we get kind of and shay's blossoming relationship poppy as sort of the doting husband which is just kind of fun after all of this time that we've had him kind of like in the background and now lon's best friend is this like killer dad almost to uh, and, and just like <laughs> member of the family proper it's great but First shay is father, still haunted by 50. Mero in the back of her mind and that's interesting. I, I kind of wanted your, your guys' thoughts and feelings as to, like, why that execution still weighs so heavily on her. And as a comparison to other green bones, what, what does that make you think of
3: Shay? I think the fact that she still thinks on it with weight makes her a lot more of a, like, sympathetic character than she could have been if she had just entirely written it away from her self
1: it was a pretty mm, traumatic experience yeah, normal <laughs> <It's> like PTSD <laughs> <The>
4: processing <laughs> she
1: probably needs therapy
4: <laughs> probably true Yeah, I'm glad she's not like a cold killer snake
2: it's it's a good juxtaposition against Hilo too especially I think
4: with you know the ability to turn these
2: things on or off it's different
1: right. too it's not like Hilo executed his lover he was just out right. here executing like bad guys anyone <laughs>
2: i i also really love there's this sort of meta quote that happens while she's reflecting on these things from shay or from wen where she says sister shay when is life ever like a story where the characters get exactly what they deserve good or bad you're not used to being afraid but every new mother is afraid and I, I like that quote for so many reasons, but I love just the nice little, like, dash of spice from from Fonda being, like, setting the stage and expectations of, like, you know, this this is a story, of course, we're reading a story, but is it going to shake out cleanly? No. Does anything in life really shake out cleanly? No.
1: Yeah, Wynn's a good sister for Shay.
4: Yeah, there's definitely some commentary to that.
1: She's grounding
4: which is good and then yeah this is just great advice
1: every new mother is mm-hmm. afraid
4: classic wen
3: we've been kind of we've been loving on wen for a long time Not
1: but mm-hmm. this long
3: section enough. specifically she like she really came out as the super strong and like meaningful character she always has been in in more tangible way between this and the realization that rue fears her more than Hilo. like <laughs> she's she's great
2: mm-hmm. funny that dance the softy but we'll definitely get there mm-hmm. um so shifting the focus away from the flight and the family and sort of Shay's changing dynamics there, we go to the WH Focus Advertising Agency meeting, which is the purpose of the venture out here. What do we make of the move in the conversation to change the way that Jade is perceived and the pitch that Wrigley Holland brings to the table. You know, he's got the photos where he's like, this is how it's perceived now. This is how it is. It's not available for sale. So like it's convincing people that this is a good thing, despite it not being publicly available. What, what do you think?
1: I think that Jade in movies sounds cool.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that one of the later chapters? Oh, sorry. Yeah,
2: this is the focus where they're trying to just reset it. But this does set up ultimately mm-hmm. the idea of the movies and everything else. So this is the groundwork that Wen gets to lean in on.
1: Yeah.
3: Later. So what's the what's the actual point here? Like, I, I, fe- I feel like I'm blending in that movie aspect of it with this. I know so, they're a little bit interconnected, but I'm, I'm having a tough time grasping what the tangible reason for this meeting is. Was.
2: The tangible reason is is because we've now been, I, I want to say it's three years into the legalization of jade medicine, right? And nothing has changed politically about either the perception of jade or the access that civilians, especially those of Kikanese descent, have to jade. And so the idea is to rehabilitate the image of it as a thing, because the way that people have seen it is in Shatarian gangster films or they hear about the clans. So he brings up the three different photos, which are of different violent moments or like people getting the itches, all of these different things. And he wants to reframe them as the three positive aspects. So like the student that learns and the, the sporting side of things and wants to in a, in a very ad advertisement way wants to change it from, you know, I think about like pharmaceutical drugs as a comparison wants to change it from the negative side of like an addiction, like Oxycontin might like have, if it was sold that way to the positive side of like, Oh, it's pain relief. Oh, you can live your life normally underneath it. It's a PR tech metal weapon. It's
3: just Jade PR. Yeah. Yeah. It's
4: marketing. Okay.
1: Good marketing works.
4: It does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good plan. Got to control the message. Sense.
1: And I think it's necessary because of how bad of an image Jade has. It's a counterattack.
2: Yeah, but it's a different one than the ones that we've seen, right? Like we've seen all of these other political dealings, and this is bringing it to the the free market quote to to kind of handle that, which is interesting, as it can be manipulated by a clan, a gang, basically, to rehabilitate their image internationally Mm -hmm. so we move to john remy and the discussion around him and what's going on there what do you guys think of of mr john remy we don't we don't necessarily see from his perspective of course but we get kind of a a flash update of the proxy war that's going on between the clans and having to pay a half a million failures and then like the jade shipment that's coming from the mountain and sort of his dominance and the proof that Anden's plan is actually working
4: I was thinking that this was going to get killed by the mountain, but now I'm not so sure.
1: Get after- and count?
4: No, John, R- John Remy. Yeah. But now I'm not so sure because I don't know what's going to happen now that maybe we're going to have like a team-up mountain and no peak.
1: I think at the end of here too, maybe. Yeah. Hopefully we have some sympathy. Yeah, this
3: groundwork is being set, but solidified by the potentially, hopefully... But potentially solidified by the end of this section.
2: Do we think Remy in the end is going to bend one way or another, or do we think he's gonna just stick where he is, try to maintain that control? So right now he's playing both sides. Right.
1: I don't think we can trust John Remy as far as we can throw him. So I would agree. I think he'll do what they allow him to do until they have to kill him.
4: <laughs> yeah. That's kind of where I'm at with it too. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm not too worried about him.
4: I dig which brings us to
1: chapter
0: pickup, Sons of the Clan. Rue convinces Nito to head over to Mountain Territory to watch Ait Atasho participate in his first duel. A somewhat melodramatic affair, as it turns out. As the boys head back home, they witness members of the Clanless Future Movement committing some vandalism. Rue attempts to confront um, despite Nito's protest before the boys are scooped up and brought back to No Peach Territory by a furious
3: Juan throughout all of this i know they're like teenagers i know they're like 14 15 years old or whatever i'm just imagining them as like six-year-old children <laughs> like it's <laughs> a really funny imagery of rue confronting these vandals with his talon knife
4: aaron has too since she doesn't realize that time is passing
1: sure yeah <laughs> <still the> <laughs> No, I was picturing like fourteen-year-olds. a fucking idiot, though. I mean, yeah. Can we keep him under control? It's
4: very tween of him. He's cut. That's all I know.
1: It's like what? There's what do you think's gonna? It's 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 not knowing like how small you are. It's like no self-awareness. He's gonna
0: cut down five adults Adult. right in the street. Yeah. It's
1: like, dude, With you don't no even have Jade. <laughs>
0: He's green in the soul. He was a wild boy.
1: If green so means hot-headed and stupid, then yeah, I guess.
0: Uh, so there's an interesting tidbit in the beginning when they're like explaining the plan. And they're wandering around. Little Hammer is that where they end up? Mm-hmm. And Rue has been around the mountain and like neutral parts of the city before. It seems like class field trips, little errands, uh, but always accompanied with an adult. And it seems like maybe the other siblings have as well. Because obviously, you know, when they're not wearing jade covered by ice show, and they're underage and all. Uh, but in, what particularly stood out to me is that Andin accompanies them sometimes, which means seemingly, you know, his ability to travel outside of no territory was interesting to me. And then also, when Andin's abducted, he's like, this is also unfamiliar to me seeing this part of the city, but it's just like ours. So it's just like, um, look at to where things have come between the plans at this point.
3: And do you think that comes from his uh, position as a doctor? Yeah, not being beholden to no
4: peak? Really. Yeah. And he wouldn't have jade on him all the time, right? I mean, he would just be... Yeah.
0: Yeah, and Hilo threatened them with war back when he was in a Like, if they ever mm-hmm. killed Andon, so... Mm-hmm. But still just, you know, interesting that he would feel able to do that. Yeah. Just a sign of growth from Andon as well. Agreed. Because obviously the exciting parts of the chapter later on but in the beginning there's a nice there's a lot of little world building and the sibling dynamic between nico and rue and jaya to a little a little a small i really enjoyed that and where it i like getting looked at the calls as a family unit
4: it is really interesting to see that for sure nico is kind of a dark
1: and stormy little guy i won't be surprised he starts torturing animals (laughs) Wow Whoa He's got some Nico
4: Really? I didn't see that I mean He's got a lot of lawn in him Obviously He's got like The sense of honor For sure But He also seems to have A lot of feelings
1: He's dark and stormy Mm -hmm.
4: Yeah He just seems to be Kind of brewing off in the.
1: No but he's the one Like standing in the corner Like watching everyone They're like Yeah Hey Nico
4: (laughs) Yeah he's like Taking everything in All the time (laughs) Hey
0: I don't know that my uncle is the black parade on blast in his headphones.
2: Yeah. It,
3: it is pretty clear that he's taken the lesson from when he and Rue were playing with the mm-hmm. jade buttons and like his oath to always keep him safe. That's taken root at the core of his being mm-hmm. throughout his teenage years as well.
0: Yeah. And Rue doesn't rem- like understand the reasoning for it, but he knows that's the way to always do what he wants. I Roo's feel like a little
3: shitster. Wow.
0: He's just a little kid. He's 12. Who wasn't a shitster at 12? There.
2: I was a Nico. I'm not going to lie. As a kid, I was a fucking Nico. <laughs> <laughs> I was taking care of the other little kids.
1: He's not very good at it, though. Why is he letting Rue, like, out-manipulate him?
0: He's trying to, like, beat him up. Because he's good at it.
4: Yeah. He's got that too like, much on no,
0: in him. <laughs> So, I think I would imagine you all won't like this as much as I did, but I thought it was cute how Nico calls Hilo Da when he's talking with his siblings, and it made sense. It's obviously not going to be like uncle, and they're all saying Da, and that he grew up with him as his father, more or less. I thought it was cute despite everything.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Even though Hilo admitted to murdering his mom. <laughs> Tough. Yes. Still cute.
2: To be fair, good on him for putting it out there at the very least versus keeping it as the quiet lie
1: forever. He's controlling controlling the narrative around it.
0: Yeah. It's the only narrative. Hilo did nothing wrong.
1: Wow. (laughs) The way Thomas
0: just casually stirs the pot
2: and then disappears off Mike is always. (laughs) (laughs) It's too good. I know that people every once in a while are like, (laughs) you just let that hang there? It's like, yeah, yeah, you got it.
0: People, That's funny. I need to read, I need the Gmail access to see um what do we make of Twitter the air to the mountain plan?
4: All flash, no substance. <laughs> he's
3: graduated from mm-hmm. from this, right? Twenty two years or, old, yeah. Yeah. And first they mentioned all. that nobody until now has called him Iight gen. Ooh. And he's a junior
0: fist. He's not even a finger anymore.
3: Right. I think that seemed weird.
0: I think it's more like in the public, no one's been called uh, Gen out loud like that. Gotcha. Like probably okay. probably private. Th- privately, he's been called Igen for a while.
3: That makes more sense. But still,
0: like even the first time him being publicly called that is a little telling.
3: Mm-hmm. This whole thing, like like Nico mentions at the end of the
4: fight, feels so aggressively PR-y. Yeah, like set up. Yeah, the Cobins yeah, are very yeah. good at this. Yeah, but...
0: So, Nico, precocious as he is, he's fifteen, fourteen, or 15, I think 14. Um, he sees right through this. And he's like, it's a fucking circus from the beginning, he says. I wonder if this could... But do you think the other Greenbones in the Mountain Clan will react to this at all? Or do, will they have the same kind of opinion?
4: I would... I mean, I'm sure there's factions that are like, we can benefit from this so some people in the mountain are going to be into it but I definitely would think that there's going to be a faction inside the mountain that's like this guy is full of shit.
1: It's kind of risky too to like show people your abilities even if it is for show
4: because
1: mm-hmm. then people stronger than you could be like yeah I could take that dude
0: yeah kind of like the net <laughs> start I don't joust type of thing
1: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. seem kind of uh, bread and circusy to me and for the public more so than anyone else. And also because he hadn't dueled before. Right. It was one under his belt.
4: Hilarious that they're like offered the clean blade a week ago. and They're like, nope, we're going to set this all up. <laughs> Everybody gather around a week from today. <laughs> was kind of it's not speculation the point of the duel. The, the loser of the duel mm-hmm. is being paid. probably yeah.
3: through it to a certain extent and is going
4: to get paid off. Yeah. Taking like, a dive
3: yeah I wonder how genuine the like at that point it's a question of how genuine the uh, the challenge was to begin with you know mm mm-hmm. exactly
0: and there's also the Tobins are so good at the p r stuff we see i is you know he's handsome he's tall he's very fashionable, minor celebrity, which is interesting mm-hmm. and then i thought he i thought i was a pretty cool name
4: that's true, but it is a
0: good name, so that's a good start i mean. yeah absolutely uh we already touched on the planless future movement i feel like was there anything else anyone wanted to digest in there
1: well i thought was this the same chapter where joanne picks him up Mm -hmm. i thought it was was interesting how nico immediately took the fall and joanne could tell that he was lying but was like okay
0: yeah i do have that that's so, mm-hmm. Juan and Lot, or Lot, Lo, <laughs> roll up, which I thought was interesting. You know, we got the horn and the first fist, and they're in Mountain Terry looking for the boys, and the mountain fist and fingers roll up. seemed like Juan and the mountain horn were communicating on this, too, especially because later on, we did that indication, I believe, or earlier, we did that indication that they have been working together a little bit, and
4: we see it with, like, the boat sabotage continually. Yeah, it seems like they were pretty familiar with working with each other.
1: There's still tension, though.
4: Yeah, Mm
3: -hmm. yeah. There's the interaction between the the fist, who like cautiously but still salutes and like speaks respectfully. Mm -hmm. So tension, a little
0: awkward. Yeah, where he's like, "You you got what you wanted, basically. Like, leave, salute. By the way, did you see where those fuckers went?"
1: Do it that way.
4: I kind of imagine them like looking across the street at each other like, sup, sup. Just like a little head nod.
1: Like, we good mm-hmm. here? Yeah.
0: <laughs> and I, I'd also imagine like, you know, it's, it's one fist and two fingers. I don't think they really would want to tangle with the horn and first fist of the other <laughs> yeah, clan. That's true. Yeah. And then like you were imagining too, Aaron, we see, you know, despite growing up in the clan and their intelligence, these kids are still kids and they didn't grasp they're like, we'll just cut school nobody will notice. A full-on fucking panic and like, yeah. <laughs> like deep state they protocol got, no, went into effect
1: and everybody's no curtains.
0: When they yeah.
4: did that at the beginning of the chapter, I was like, well, that's not going to work. Like, these <laughs> kids can't just <laughs> skip school. I like, was like, this is how you know someone's
0: immediately going to be like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. In this world, in the 80s, nobody would have noticed these
4: kids just cut school.
1: <laughs> Either way, yeah, though, these you're kids the political Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's
4: It's like true. the president's son decided to not go to school yeah and no one knows where they are are. it's like both two of the sons (laughs) and it's like like, okay or with
3: uh katie holmes back in the day is that a movie oh yeah it's like that vibes there's an entire like emergency phone call (laughs) ladder in place for exactly this scenario
4: (laughs) yeah make sure you have your information updated for the phone tree
1: the phone tree (laughs) kids kids these days won't know what a phone tree is,
0: and then we finally see the other side of juen as horn, not just this purely tactical like mastermind guy he which is I thought this was funny that they're like it's presented to us as oh, look, he can be a violent horn if he needs to be, and it's basically he's just mad at his nephew and his
4: scared, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, he summed this up pretty like succinctly and effectively, just like. They're like, oh, okay, we fucked up.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and then, like, cross, I think, um, they're afraid of their mom. They don't want when to find out about <laughs> yeah. what they were doing. It's like, please don't tell mom. He loves the softy.
3: <laughs> or I mean, we got, we got a little bit antics. of that, I think, last week, mm-hmm. where they like going to the friend's house. Yeah, going to the friend's house just when was like a knife. hard no. And it's like, all right, I'll ask dad instead. <laughs> He's like, bring your gun. <laughs> Effectively, <laughs> it's just a knife. I will stand <laughs> on that. Whatever. Yeah, right. But I mean, that kind of paid off too, in that <laughs> like, we know that Rue, that despite not being a greenbone or anything or going to a martial school, is a, a respectable talent knife fighter. So.
0: Yeah. I'd imagine, Feels confident you
3: know, with it at least. His
0: dad is renowned for his, uh, or his da, as they would say, is renowned for his talent fighting skills. They're at home together. The other kids are off at school. I'd imagine they spend a fair amount of time in the training hall mm-hmm. working on their knife
3: craft, trying to stab each other. Pretty cute.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> well, it's giving him false confidence.
3: Yeah.
0: He shouldn't mm. take on a
1: If, I mean, if you're teaching your kid how to, use a weapon you should also teach them that the only time you should draw a weapon is when you like know you can win or in defense or like if you're
0: actually going to use it
1: yeah and don't instigate (laughs) a fight you can't win i mean it's so stupid
0: we need to get him we need to send them over netflix justified only draw your gun if you're going to use it kid
1: i
3: think he knew that though I think he was prepared. He was doing. I think he was. He remarks on like, my brother is one of the best students at his school. He's like, we got this. and it, like, and I've I've got my talent knife skills. These are three unarmed. But
1: his brother doesn't unjaded. Have, doesn't individuals. have jade on him. It's like, yeah, he's
0: going to use the martial arts, and I'm going to stab these guys, and they're going to run away. <laughs> he's he's like, these are. He, he also was like, they're planless fuckers. They have no. he' was like, they're soft. One if. I think he was thinking, you know, like, you're just supposed to stand up to a bully and they'll run away. Probably the vibe he was going for.
3: Yeah. He mentions, like, a slight against your family shouldn't go unpunished or unanswered. Mm -hmm. He mentions that. And also, like, regardless of if he's right, he did seem to calculate his chances. But boy, is he bad at math. He overestimates himself, sure. But it wasn't like he
1: went in without thinking. I don't know. It seemed Mm -hmm. pretty thoughtless. The
0: last I mean, it just I seemed have.
4: like a 12-year-old. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
4: 14-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> Again,
0: with a gun. Not really a gun. Yeah. But you understand. An actual knife. It's like a butterfly right. knife, kind of. It's a, a serious knife. Yeah. Uh, the last thing I have, we get... This is actually what Aaron was alluding to. I kind of erroneously grouped some other stuff in with it. But uh, Rue's thoughts on Nico slipping in and out of his responsibilities as the firstborn. And how Rue isn't bitter about it because of clan reasons or that he can wear jade, but just because he's like, I'm the one who always comes up with the cool ideas. And then this guy, whenever it's convenient, acts like he's the responsible, cool one.
4: Yeah, I thought that was interesting. And then you put that against what Nico did for Rue there, where he basically got him out of it, kind of. Mm -hmm. Um, He took the fall. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he's like, I'll deal with them when they're really mad.
4: He
3: tried to, but like we get later on, Hilo and Wen know exactly what's happening. Mm-hmm. Like they yeah. know exactly that Rue is the one that Ru's did all the of problem this.
1: Child.
3: Yeah, but he still seems to have good intentions for sticking up for his brother. And this is also where we get the commentary on the call boys being really adept at lying yes, by omission only, and not by <laughs> like actively lying. So nico saying like we were here for me he's not saying it was my idea but he mm-hmm. was saying like i'm the reason we're here and it's technically true yeah but
0: it reminded me of um when now rolls up to kill the jai launching the true against Eight, uh in the, the van family van hotro i think and they just, like, sense the perception. That, did you... Do you perceive that? And it's just, like, another natural sense of perception or another natural sense for these green bones and how, because their parents are green bones and can... Well, their fathers are dream bone and their aunts and uncles are green bones, they have to become adept at lying without lying because they can perceive the actual lie. hmm So it's just, like, it makes sense. It's a little hashing out of something. It fits into the logic of the real, world. It, yeah.
2: it maintains the canons of probability. Yeah.
1: If you're lying without lying, don't you know that you're lying, though? So then... The signs well, maybe, of lying are the same. Like your maybe blood because they're and kids, stuff.
0: they don't rationalize it that way. They're like, "Oh, I'm not lying. I just didn't tell them that." So it's not as jilt wrenching. And their parents aren't now suing. You know what I mean? <laughs> I can't read minds.
1: But I think Joanne kind of smiles, like he knows that he's lying. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, knowing it's a knowing smile. It's, an, for sure. it's like
1: a okay, yeah, it was your fault, yeah, and it definitely we'll go I with took that. Away that.
0: Like. Nico would know that they knew, but would respect that he was acting like taking responsibility, mm-hmm. and so it was like a a play on a play. And then also I feel like Joanne knew that as well. It but classic, get I it. know that you know that I know that you. Yeah, yeah that's exactly what I was gonna say. <laughs> but at the same time, I still fucked with it. Uh, at the end of the day, but that's all I got. Got to be some respect there. Respect on it. With that, we go to chapter
2: 23, Friends of Friends, the 14th year, sixth month. So three months ahead. uh, Oh, thank you. In case you're keeping track. Okay, cool. Just making sure. All right. So when... (laughs) I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) When attends the Jan Loon Film Festival with Ren Jihua... The Abukey filmmaker makes several introductions including one to Sion Kugo, co-owner of Cinema Shore. After a discussion, we flip forward to a vacation for Hilo and when to the jet-setting affluent island of Mercucio. There they meet Sel Lucanto, Lucanito, Lucanito, a multimillionaire who owns Jade Sports and is well-vested across many countries. We also then return with Danny Sinjo and a future there. This friendship, like we talked about last week, is paying dividends for our incredibly strategic Pillar Woman. It's kind of a fun setup for when.
4: Definitely. I just, like, did not see this coming at all, but it's a really good idea to start making positive Jade films.
1: Getting into the movies. Yeah. I like, I like Marcuccio. I think it sounds like a fun place with good parties.
4: Starting to try to win the hearts and the minds of the people, which is, which is good. Trying to like fight of the world that PR battle a little bit. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah this this feels like a combination of Vegas and Hollywood <laughs> somehow. Like the the total Sin City of of KCon, basically.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not KCon. It I is. Know, it I is know, uh, separate. On a different con- and it's not. not-
1: and,
3: right yeah right but it's where some Kekanese go to like act in a way that isn't quite uh, allowed on the island as well as other nationalities but
2: it it's got it's got a couple of similar vibes i would say that immediately reminds me of singapore as like a location if we had to like draw a comparison but in addition in the middle east there are a couple of areas and i forget what they're called so apologies of course but there is basically a bridge that you go over and there's a gem at the very top of the bridge that blocks out the eye of allah and then behind that for muslim folks drinking sort of more debaucherous behavior is accepted and immediately it reminds me of that most clearly in addition to singapore yeah. Kind of has both of those, it's, or Hong Kong.
1: It's funny elements. that it's yeah. like in
4: Hong Kong or hobby yeah. or yeah. something like that.
1: Well, yeah. K yeah. reminds me of Hong Kong. I don't know. I guess it's more of a town, but it's an island getaway for someone. People who live on an island. Yeah, it's like going to the from the the big island to the small island. Yeah, I also going um, from think that when has got her groove back, Ben, mm. mm-hmm. and now she's kind of manipulating Hilo into doing what she wants again.
4: Except her old tricks.
1: Yeah. Her. Like, hey, let's get away, babe. <laughs> let's go on vacation. Oh, well, let's just go to this party I didn't know about.
2: It's- but now it's like sanctioned, which is much better. You know, like it's like, OK, right. I get it. All right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And she's being she's not being as like sneaky but it was good to see her getting what she wants Mm
2: -hmm. could not agree more I, jumping back to the film festival for just a second here, I love that there's this sort of nature of these Shatarian films and the Barakan Gangsters being played, of course, by the Kekanese is is very interesting. It reminds me of the sort of B-movie exploitation films of the 70s and 80s, in which you frequently had sort of the the B-kung-fu movies. And then TOWIE, the, the Japanese film company, realizing that they had to rehabilitate their image in a very similar way. And this just feels like a sort of emulation of that in text form. And I... Really, really liked that as a small inclusion and small nod towards this that's been building since Jade War. I didn't know about that. That's cool. Yeah. It's a nice little touch, which which I really appreciate. I love the quote here that we get as well about the why behind what we're, what we're doing here. Whatever we may think of it, people in other parts of the world are going to use jade differently than we do. And some Kekanese are going to be attracted to those foreign ways. We fought the mountain, Tipe Suiga, and the Mateos Burakon, and the Aspenian Cruz. All of them have done things to corrupt the meaning of jade. But maybe we haven't thought enough about how we can shape the meaning ourselves and use the modern day culture to our own advantage. The public relations campaign that Shay's began in Ispenia has begun to make me think how there's a different kind of war going on these days. A war of people's thoughts and feelings.
4: I thought that was great framing for Hilo specifically mm-hmm. like the way that she set that up for him. Because he is very much like Jade should be used this way and only this way and all these people are perverting it. But she's like that's going to happen. There's other cultures and I, I just thought she did a really great job of explaining that. Like, like why
1: don't we control the narrative?
4: Right. I thought it was it was a really good move by Wynne there.
3: And I think this line of thinking comes directly from her time, her extended time as a white rat, kind of forging her view on the the underbelly of how the clan can operate and subverting the traditional values of Jade and KCO and the clans and not breaking the rules but bending them and like finding advantages in seedy places
2: yeah stretching it even a little bit further than that too i mean you don't have to go i mean i guess you do have to go back a little bit further but thinking about what doru was talking about back in jade city and jade war um in his in his last days like these are the seeds that he had planted at that point in the back of shay's head that made that's made her think strategically about this and now that's fed its way down to when and how they think and so you know fuck doru for all the reasons that he absolutely deserves but at the very least in some ways uh, strategically i think he was correct which is crazy I mean, it's planned by an author, but it feels crazy in the context right. of the story. He
1: was a good weatherman, even though he was a bad person.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, man. So we get all of that. Of course, they go and they're they hanging out. We get some news of an ambush in Liu Kang within the Six Hands Unity Clan. This has kind of been popping up frequently is that there's proxy wars that are kind of going on in KCON around with other clans. And there's been this sort of hostile takeover that we even get more details at in chapter five. Do you guys have any thoughts at all on sort of the goings on of the smaller clan violence?
3: I'm curious if this was there to let us know that this is still going on or if there's something more that we haven't seen yet. Like it felt abruptly out of place, like big enough that potentially it was going to end this trip but no further documentation or information on it. So I don't know if that's a setup for later or just letting us know that this problem in Liu Kang is still happening. I'm not
4: sure what to read on it yet. Yeah. <laughs> but Yeah, I agree with PJ. I think that's pretty well said. It,
1: it was kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know. Like,
4: the, Liu Kang keeps coming up. So it's like, is something important going to happen there? But I can't see much yeah How like why that? bring
1: it up unless it was important
4: so i'm curious as to where that's going to go
3: raising suspicion sounds good sounds good
2: so as a final part of the discussion here we've got sel Lacanito or of whom we meet and he's this big fish in the the rich wealthy pond that needs attention and is given Hilo's attention meanwhile when is able to kind of walk away and And speak with Danny Sinjo, of whom is really the real prize here. What do you think the potential for him to become their star in the film industry being a new arm of no peak to either sway or gain money or what have you? What do you think?
4: If you're going to make movies, uh, you got to have a star. You need a star. Danny Sinjo seems seems like the guy.
3: Starting the era of... Nationalistic propaganda films To get people to <laughs> yeah. join the, the Nobeat clan <laughs> <laughs> You could be a member Of the Nobeat clan You could be just like Danny Sinjo mm-hmm.
1: I thought this was a yeah. Good scene where you see Hilo like Finally being a little more diplomatic And not Expressing his real feelings And kind of schmoozing back To
4: it was interesting to see Hilo schmoozing.
1: Yeah, it, it's unnatural for him,
4: right? But he—he's good at that type of thing with like his men and stuff. So, Yep. he's got the capability of it. So it's fun to see it in a new context.
3: The usage, the of knack the for gen. it, but not
4: wanting to, right? Yeah.
1: Who knows? Maybe Hilo will be a star.
4: Hmm. Well, hopefully, he didn't get too hurt by being buried under a bunch of rubble.
1: He's fine. He knew he knew the blast was coming. He sealed he stealed <laughs> up. Yeah,
0: I didn't hear that his face was torn up. <laughs> he can do it.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> face face In for radio game. now
1: or podcasting.
3: PJ, you were <laughs> saying the Gen usage. Uh, yeah, with uh, that, that Yeah, that genuinely surprised me. Gen genuinely. Aha! I don't know if that's just smooching or if if there's some genuine respect coming from helo he doesn't seem like somebody to use something like that lightly like a, a an honorific like that maybe he took
0: wen's speech to heart and recognized you know in his field he is a gen he's worthy of that suffix
4: mm-hmm. that's true
0: it is wild though being like hey Have you ever considered risking life and limb to be a movie star? (laughs) In (laughs) TikTok.
3: You have a very, very promising career here. International acclaim, great wealth. Come to my war torn country and be (laughs) (laughs) a target
0: because you wear jade. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I, I also really
2: want to give Danny Sinjo the ups as kind of a final note here for escaping effectively Remy's boxing ring to make it here to mark qqo be noticed be included in jade sports and then have worked his way up now to be a film star right There's a ton of other careers that are notable you could talk about jet lee you could talk about or sorry bruce lee you could talk about jet lee you could talk about jackie chan i mean whichever way you want to swing it so he seems you, to be do you see it as escaping
3: or do you see it as like the springboard of this boxing ring working as intended it well do we think that remy really wanted him to be springboarded that seemed to be his intention when he talked about it, unless he was like feigning that and trying to keep him contained. I don't know. But it, the way it was presented was like an incubator of sorts.
2: But what, what sort of intent then would Remy have? You know, is he making a revenue as a manager? Like where's, where's that come from on the other I mean, side?
3: Him knowing that Danny Sinjo, or people knowing that Danny Sinjo came from that origin... Will draw more potential like, talent to that place. Sure.
4: And well, what's the time um, period cool. that from was the first redundant. time we saw Danny to now? It's like seven years, six, seven years. Is that correct? Yep. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah definitely. We're, yeah. We're six the seven years. Like Just six, checking seven in with years. you, Aaron. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> definitely. Be sure to look for Moonblade starring Danny Sinjo in the <laughs> 17th year, third month. <laughs>
1: <laughs> With the sequel Blood on awesome. a Clean Blade. Day.
2: Coming out on fifth day. Fifth day. Fifth day, fifth day. Come down to boat day celebration. The boat will burn.
0: Anyway, that's that's all I got. That'll be Um yep. That brings us to chapter 24. It's finally happening. <laughs>
1: no emma... <laughs> can't say it oh, that way
0: well there's a reason for it and i'll i'll do the. i it. know emma <laughs> phones barrow inviting him over to her place and he readily complies after a brief conversation the pair fuck and emma lets barrow know that it is finally happening tomorrow and gives him the location of the rendezvous point for the leaders of the planless future movement and malovny barrow leaves and informs his handlers that the plan is about to go off but withholds the information about the rendezvous so it's finally happening. Does this refer to the explosion or... or the explosion. The explosion. happening. Oh! Exactly.
2: <laughs> Under quotes.
1: Can it relate to both?
0: Aaron, that's too much nuance for me, but I'm sure you're correct.
4: I just felt very bad for Emma that she had to spend her last night with Barrow.
0: I know. I have that in my notes. Well, no, that's then, a, that's my first in note. In
1: hindsight, you're like, oh, that was... That was her last.
4: Yeah, that's just tough for her. Last yeah. fuck. That was a tough twenty-four hours.
0: So, Ugh. to jump in here, my first note seems like Emma was having a pretty decent last night. You know, sweet bath <laughs> going on, the nice and <laughs> bubbles, little hochi <laughs> going on, such that Barrow is seemingly the only person she could call for her booty call. Yeah, you just better. Anyone for else for else the contest? If you
1: have all that money and gifts, and hire, stuff, yeah. why not you yeah, hire hire a professional?
0: That's what I was drink thinking. for the hoji.
3: Oh, yeah. Cheers. Hey, I'll drink to that.
1: I have a full cup here.
3: (laughs) Me too. There is a serious lack of self-awareness from Barrow when it comes to why is it finally, like, why is everything going his way very, very suddenly? (laughs) Like, there's no suspicion, or not enough suspicion at the very least. And I... I only imagined that he was being set up for something. I mean, throughout all this.
0: For all his weird discussion of the gods that comes in a little bit later in this chapter, like, dude seems to feel like they're riding with him in a lot of ways. He's just like, yeah, whatever. It's the strange look of the gods whenever anything happens to him at this point. Right. Ever since the Elder Moot said that, he's like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. I feel like in Jade Legacy, I'd, um you know, fucking over. What is his name? The Monkey Man, who runs the Double uh, uh, Double. Ito. I guess. Besides, no, uh, no,
4: no? Not Ito. Not it? No, I-tin? I-tin. Itin? Itin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. Monkey Man. close. Yeah. Monkey
2: Despite
0: <laughs> fucking <laughs> over the Monkey Man, and you know, living the Planless <laughs> Future movie, vandalize the Double Double, and all that. He's been pretty good by his standards. You know, he's been making a decent living, doing his thing, a little scumbaggy, but his internal monologue when he's like looking around emma's apartment and sneering to himself because he's like oh all these most nice things must be because she's, need she's to a whore rich yeah like just disgusting like it's just another reminder that like at his absolute core he's a disgusting human being
4: there was another one line in there that i thought was even worse where he's like i'm still thinking about forcing myself on her <laughs> raping her yeah yes. like, i like the- I, I had to like
2: I had forgotten about that and I had to check it back and be like I cannot believe I said that Barrow one weeks like
1: no when he when he said I that, that I felt so like,
2: self disgusted he
1: said that and I was like man I was just starting to like you again oh my I feel God, like,
0: you're horrible yeah. yeah I feel like I blot that out of my memory even doing this chapter because yeah. oh, as soon as you were like the other line I was like oh shit obviously that but then I was like
4: yeah oh, I just didn't even want to. Entertain Ugh, it and, just, like, you're just it. like what the fuck man That's <laughs> yeah. a truly evil just like ca- casually just thinking about yeah. that it's just like well maybe I maybe i should force myself now
0: that uh, now that we're on that like and then who on, does that later on <laughs> he's like he kind of wanted her to resist more too like it's just right. gross yeah, yeah like gross, while they dude. were
1: having sex
0: yeah yeah
1: it was all he wanted more resistance Barrow, just. in,
0: in hindsight, you have lost every week. Uh, yes. and also, you, uh, yeah, right. Also,
2: <laughs> his like disgust at her like not finishing because of him, and then like taking care of herself, yeah, whatever. Like you <laughs> fucking piece of shit.
0: Like just,
2: oh man, he's got
0: gross. a lot to learn. I think it's too late. I I think just
2: there, there's a brief moment where I was like, has Barrow had sex before? <laughs> <Yeah>. Like. <laughs>
0: I genuinely don't know.
1: Has he?
4: It seemed like it. I don't know. Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah.
0: There is a a funny quote in all this while we're on the subject of it. As it was, the sets was fine. Very good. It was sets after all, (laughs) but a a bit anticlimactic considering how long he'd had to wait for it.
2: That does make it seem like he's a virgin, actually. Now that now,
0: I thought <laughs> that we I put think, it out there, I think they met with Emma specifically that he had to wait for it. Yeah, and, uh, it does. It does seem virgin-y. There's, there's that other connotation. Yeah, I think especially the, because
2: he's bouncing around in his head, right? The fine, great, mm-hmm. indeterminate.
0: Yeah, but that's why I think it, it seems like he has had sets before because he's like, the sets mm-hmm. was fine, very good. It was sets after all. Like, it seems kind of like, you know, pizza is pizza, even if it's bad. I don't
2: know. Yeah. I feel like that's like he doesn't know what to make of it Maybe to begin with. But there, I think that's
4: kind of the... Like, I got the feeling... Ever mention of okay. him
3: going to any of the brothels in the area? Oh,
4: yeah. I got the feeling that I mean, it the, was like... The new green was there. He felt like... I feel like we'd know if he was a virgin. So yeah. Possibly. I was getting more that's of right. like... He's like one of those dudes that thinks women owes him sex, which is just like disgusting and mm. that's what... Like he mm-hmm. was nice to her so she owes him sex. I feel like that was more his feeling.
1: It reminds me of, is it Joffrey? What's the bad baby king in Game of Thrones?
4: It's Joffrey, yeah.
1: With the whores and stuff.
4: He's, he <laughs> more just likes to kill them.
1: But it seemed like icky.
4: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like
1: a young, icky
4: yeah. guy.
1: How old is Barrow he's, at this point? He's like 30 at this yeah, point. He's like, what? He's Ronan's age. and <laughs> I
0: that is also. That, I, I keep picturing that. him like, like he is 30, 31
1: I keep this, picturing this him gross. like <laughs> fuck, like twenty. I don't know.
4: Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: It is because I mean, he was
3: he was a teenager. Like he was in he was like sixteen. The mm-hmm. first chapter of the first book, right. right?
1: Yep. And he still acts that way, so it's hard to right. Yeah, it's not age him a lot of right. growth per, No personal growth. <laughs>
2: It's like the jade froze him in <laughs> place in time. He became, you know, yes. a yeah. Peter Pan adult. <laughs> yeah, Peter Pan syndrome. But
0: well, I mean, it's similar to like you know the first time if you drank too early, you can kind of get set in that frame of mind forever, allegedly. So surround or in the middle of his, you know, gross behavior up top, gross behavior at the end. There's as he's looking around the apartment. He examines Emma's family photo. There's a discussion on it. They're on the deck of a boat. Uh, Her brother's mentioned, she mentions that her brother was executed. Cross, I think you had something more eloquent to say.
2: Yeah, I man, for me, I think the brutal part about all of this is that it is from Fonda's perspective. This is all brilliant foreshadowing, right? Like, there's just enough pieces that you could maybe put it together. Who exactly right. this is in the moment, and you can you can turn your head and be like, wait a minute. And then looking back in post, it's also like this is sort of a a desperate person doing the most desperate thing they possibly could. Especially once we get into twenty five, and and seeking revenge for a wrong. Uh, it's just—it is brutally sad in so many ways. And this chapter, despite its utter grossness from Barrow's perspective, is really one of like just. For me, it's like despondent sorrow. It sucks to be yeah. Emma, and I totally can
0: can sympathize with that. It's very humanizing for her.
4: Yeah, not to go mm-hmm. all you know Lorne uh, Arcos on you guys, but death oh. begets death, begets death. It mm-hmm.
1: Does. Unless you kill everyone in the family.
4: (laughs) (laughs) But it's just these cycles of violence. I think that's like Mm -hmm. how that decision 10 years ago feeds into this. Now it's like this tragic thing that her life has become this tiny apartment obsessed with. Defined by. Yeah. Yeah. Revenge and just working up to this moment where she's going to sacrifice her own life to get some kind of piece of revenge that's not going to satisfy anything and i don't know just sad
1: i just put it together that's why she had all those nice things
4: right yeah i mean (laughs) looking i remember like i was trying to think like who is this but i definitely didn't put together the puzzle pieces there but
1: no yeah it was
4: a surprise sure i like that like that they're there but it's not so overt that
1: you really don't know until it happens
4: right yeah yeah the the big trigger there, of course, well, is the brother I, I Greenbone in the boat. Right, right. Like, the brother, the yeah. brother, the Greenbone.
1: I didn't get it. it the, I didn't catch uh, on to who Emma was until the handler says she was in the building when it fell. And I was like, oh man. wait, she's the girl who stabbed her. I was like, oh, because I was like, why was she in the building? Wasn't she in the van? You know, that's like Jesus how long her it
2: took Yeah, <laughs> PJ, you were saying. Yeah.
3: I just find it kind of ironic that the two leftovers from transgressions against the different clans come together in this moment. and oh, it's like, wow, yeah. that's both Good, of great these motherfuckers should have been killed. Kill that. teenagers. That's what <laughs> yeah. we've great learned.
4: Great We are learning oh, Jesus. about gang violence here.
1: That's that's yeah. DJ's summary. Kill teenagers. Willis did nothing wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Question mark. <one. laughs>
3: If these clans got behind killing more kids, yeah. there would be less things would be issues. so much smoother. <laughs> oh boy,
1: we have that literally on record <laughs> <laughs>
2: many times. Like it would be hard to expunge at this point. It. Yeah, oh,
1: in oh the taunt
3: context of Jade clans, if you
0: are a gangster in Kaiton.
3: <laughs> you should kill more children.
0: Children have transgressed against you, or the family of children have <laughs> transgressed against you. Kill them, or at least don't send them into the fucking wild. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Keep an eye Keep on them. Keep
2: them close. Yeah.
0: Actually, yeah. yeah if turn them into on Barrow, yeah. yeah.
1: Do what mm-hmm. Hilo did with Na- Nico.
0: Yeah. Or the Loat. Kind right. of. Kind of, yeah. We also did a little bit of self-awareness from Barrow, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. <laughs> So they're talking about why they're both so alone. And, you know, Barrow's like something always got in the way. And then I took it as taking a beat and then being like kind of somberly, Jade always got in the way.
2: I don't know if it's somber. I, I, can, I can definitely understand that. I feel like he is placing the blame elsewhere and not realizing yeah. that it's himself. He's blaming something else because he is this vile person that we see for the rest of the chapter. So my internal instinct is you are so you lack self awareness. But could that be Jade's fault still is a great question too. I
0: would agree. Well, I think I mean, all of the former friends he mentions were pushed away because of Jade. But it's moot, it's Sampa, it's I feel But because of, his greed, because of his right like his right. obsession with Jade. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I think that's why to... the obsession with Jade.
1: He didn't have to slash Sampa's way? tires.
4: Yeah. He's just such a little worm.
1: He's the snake that you stomped on, Cross.
4: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah. It does, like... But Jay I stomped on him. You know? Recently, he had no friends before that. It's not like people were pecking on him after. <laughs> right. The, uh, <laughs> right. He was... I mean, she he asks if he had, like had a family, you know? Yeah. He's very I, I do think it's a little bit of both. Yeah. Right. He's like... it's the most self-aware he could be. Mm-hmm
4: he sees other people as like how he could use them. It's like, he's not actually looking for, to be a true friend either. So Mm -hmm.
1: he's just trying to get laid.
4: Yeah. Everybody's a value proposition for him.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I was was like, where are you going with everybody?
3: (laughs) Started speaking, Ben. So from this, from that line of questioning, he, the idea of parents or a family never even crosses his mind. He just jumps straight to the people that he could have at one point considered friends. And from from the jump, I don't think there's ever been any mention of family in Barrow's life. He was
0: living with an aunt after the events of trying to steal the jade in the beginning.
4: Okay. But That's like the not, only that mention. It was kind of
0: weird. It was, he was yeah. like squatting almost, it seemed like. Like the her boyfriend was harboring him for money almost because he was there when she wasn't. Mm. It, was, okay. it was weird even then.
3: Yeah. But he's so far removed from family regardless of how it happened or why that that line of questioning <sighs> brings him immediately to the, the three friends that he's had throughout
2: the story. Sort of my internal my internal monologue for this or my internal thoughts is like moot Senior is the closest he ever had to like a, a friend. I truly think. I think everyone else like flirted with friendship, but Mood Senior was the only person who ever really looked out for Barrow.
1: And look where that got
0: him. That was just for vibes. He was like this dead son. Too much weird stuff going on. I'm not messing with that.
4: Yeah. Well, he like weirdly admired him. Wanted to be Barrow. Kind of wanted to be that guy. So.
0: Mm -hmm. And then this chapter closes with. Catfish, who I I feel right using this name after how disgusting he was all chapter. (laughs) He hates the name Catfish. It just feels right. Phones his handlers, lets them know, hey, whatever these fucks are up to, it's about to go down tomorrow. And keeps that little rendezvous thing in his back pocket should things go awry.
4: How are you this dumb that you don't think they're going to follow you or have someone follow you? It's just... (laughs) Especially,
0: <laughs> like,
1: or even, like, look out for it. Yeah. He You've didn't even, like, turn around.
0: S- He's been doing this for seven years. <laughs> yeah. It hasn't crossed your mind that you're being followed. You <laughs> yeah. think or they
1: you just haven't noticed that you? someone's always following you for seven years. <laughs>
4: like, like, especially when you're like, so it's going so down tall. tomorrow. And you yeah. they know you're not a trustworthy person. <laughs> just... Oh, my. Like, oh my God. That wasn't self-awareness.
1: <laughs> I feel like Rue and Barrow should hang out they're both so stupid
0: <laughs> <laughs> the
2: lack
4: of self-awareness <laughs> yeah. i just loved it. this is later on obviously but when they show up and he's just like whoa you guys how the heck did you get here <laughs> how'd you figure this out
2: <laughs> all right so with that we get into chapter 25 the great strike the 14th year seventh month the KJA meets. Aite is stabbed. Cobin chooses a side. Hilo and Woon are buried alive. So... It's a this very short summary. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's a lot that happens, but short and punchy just to give you the... give you the
1: hoo-hoo to yeah.
4: get everything in. This was good, too. I really liked the way that she did this because immediately when this starts happening, I'm thinking, bomb. But then the stabbing happens and you're like, oh, okay, that's it. Then get the bomb again that was really well done i yeah. thought
1: yeah <laughs> wait there's a van oh no yeah. i was
4: like oh
0: shit <laughs> can i jump into it so yep cross i'm curious if this happened to you too obviously mm-hmm. we knew what happened in this chapter but it's so well done that i for a second was so wrapped up in the like i got stabbed nobody's doing a fucking thing Like I knew what was about to happen, and I knew, but I was still like so absorbed into it that I forgot that there was this other threat going on.
2: I misremembered some details that I'm more than ready to talk about once we get there. For some reason, I thought the penitents exploded in my head, and like they were wrapped into it. But yeah, not not the van blowing up down the street chanting. Right, they were doing the creepy chanting, and then they exploded. I think it's because, in my head, I imagine them getting consumed by the flames from, like, out the window as the building collapses. Yeah. You know, I think that'd just be such a cool fucking image in a movie. And so I think that's where my brain went, and why I remember it that way. But, oh my god. What a, what a chapter, first off. Yeah,
0: so good. And then Innocuous I wanna, beginning.
1: I want to... I, this is obvious, but I want to say it to make sure it's obvious. The... Barrow's handlers, they're the one who sent Hilo the note.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, because they mentioned like we warned our allies or something. Terribly. But Your life's in danger. To the can, can we <laughs> like, car duh. bomb? I don't know. Well, I guess they didn't know. Every fucking know. day, dude.
4: Every
2: fucking day. <laughs> yeah.
1: Did, is it because they, d- they didn't know what was going to happen? They just knew something?
2: Yeah, because Barrow didn't have specifics, so they didn't yeah. have specifics. They were I think. like
1: Get out of mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Could have called, like, very good. I don't
3: know, an hour earlier before he went to the meeting. Don't be in the building. Like, something's going down Something today. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: But then, no Peak would have been implicated.
0: Yeah, so it's going to show up. And then it mm-hmm. would have been implicated if they fucking left.
2: There's so much. There's oh, so yeah, many there,
4: questions. That tension there where it's like... I, where i stabbed and then Hilo's, you know, not letting anybody leave the room. That was really interesting. I was, like, trying to think through in my head, like, oh, is, how is this? I feel like this is going to blow back on no peak like big time. But then the whole building just blows up. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Solves
1: that problem. <laughs>
4: we got like, bigger problems. <laughs> um,
0: it's so cool. Like, he's just there. Everyone's doing the mental math, like, can I fucking take this guy? They're all yeah. like, "No." But and then if we team up, like, are, am I going to get cut down from behind by one of the no people lists? Like,
4: maybe. oh, that it's, was yeah. the tension be- of that I, was fantastic.
1: Yeah. And then Hela, like, feeling bad for, I, like, she's dying and looking around.
4: Like, them's the breaks.
1: Sorry, you're a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and then, mm-hmm. oh, it's
4: so cool. It,
3: it did feel like chess, though. Yeah, to a certain extent of like. I win by standing here mm-hmm. literally doing nothing. And Coben and, too would win yeah. by doing nothing to an extent. Right. That's
2: that's how mm-hmm. that's the big move that Kilo makes that flipping. room is he wins yeah. over Coben. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And like He's like out with the old.
0: We know that the like, you know, the Sitzhands Hands Unity plan obviously new meant uh, but they were chafing under ITES hands on man um, associated plans, like the little plans that they made, that fall under Alliance with the mountain. So it's like, do they all kind of just win if light dies right now?
4: Right. Yeah. That calculus where they're all kind of like, hmm, okay, well, maybe this isn't the worst thing in the world. (laughs) And then it's like,
1: but no one, no one expected her to jump out of the window. (laughs)
4: It it also,
2: I mean, bef- before we hit that, we're just kind of running all over the place, which, you know, this is the chapter to do mm-hmm. that with. There, There's something to be said, too, about the severe difference between the Nopi clan and the Mountain clan being the sort of blood loyalty versus the lack thereof for It. It leads right. to fear, and it's this moment of weakness where it's like, we don't fear you now, and we're willing to let that go. Versus if Hilo were in the same situation, there's the family and everyone else that would come for people right. if they, you know, stepped out a line.
4: Yeah, it goes back to that line that was, I don't know, in the first book where they're like we have our family, that's what makes mm-hmm. us I think you know, know. the second one. Second book, okay. It's yeah. in the
2: first and the second. I think yeah. when, or when reiterates that, and I think it's Hilo that says it the first time. Or something
1: close. Can we talk about how there... The Mountain Secret Service isn't doing a very good job <laughs> letting Emma be, like, right next to Aitmada.
4: Well, what was... There it was, like, a distraction that allowed her to get really close. It was Hilo. It
1: was Hilo she- sneaking out. Yeah. Well, that distracted mm-hmm. I from her perception, yeah. perceiving Emma.
4: And she was
3: also... Operating as a secretary who had like the secretaries in the room had been going through and like refilling teacups and like they've been getting close to all the members of the council anyway right mm-hmm. but nobody so, yet. S-
1: nobody interviewed them all with
3: yeah. yeah how'd she get an x yeah
2: <laughs> to to do a little bit of sequentialness here to realign us on on some of the happenings i appreciate the fact that we're pulled into this to begin with from the Enorco meeting right like this mm-hmm. is really about solving first and foremost the Anorco problem which we found out that Jim Santo has begun protecting the ships right our <laughs> motherfucker
3: Jim, Santo.
4: Jim. Yeah.
0: I thought sorry um, I thought that that happened immediately I thought that's like why no. he was creating the private security firm because I, I misremembered
2: yeah it's only one of those details that just kind of gets shoveled this book has so much in it which is such a great thing of course but there's it can it can blend together in moments and yeah fucking Jim Sunto, right?
1: He Hilo knew he'd be a problem. Oh yeah, should That's have detained like, him.
0: Should have just fucking killed him. That's what I said last. Week. That's the like, moral
1: of the whole book is kill <laughs> kill all your enemies. All I of them. just mean in <laughs> their <families>. stories,
0: <laughs> If you have beef with someone, you gotta kill them. <laughs>
2: The other side of that too though is that like he respected him as a friend, which is the only reason that he walks away. You know? he yeah. had been training with him for years. It'd be like your personal trainer going like, Okay, well, I'm gonna go start a rival business and you being like, You really gonna fucking do that? I've been paying you for so long and you're gonna go do that on me? And you'd be like, Yeah, okay. It's like all right, fuck you then. But I'll let you go. But
1: That's in the I real world out. you can't murder everybody.
2: True. Yeah. Coben is just running his fucking mouth the whole time, just spouting ignoramuses to try to either sway the other minor clans or anything else. I also really appreciate just the general inclusion of the Six Hands and the Joe Sun clan in in these moments and seeing the smaller clans and seeing how they actually interact because they're always described as in the room, but we get some moments of actual dialogue here from the other clans.
0: Can I say the nephew of the former pillar of... The Sits Hands Unity clan, like, I need some fucking stones on you, my guy. Like, you've been in <laughs> hiding for seven years af- over this. Mm-hmm. Like, made one public appearance. What are you doing? Like, you're not built for this. You won't even go to a clan meeting with penitents. Soft.
4: Very soft. I agree.
1: The Mountain probably told mm-hmm. him not to.
4: You just, they made it sound like he's a scared Aaron, little you bitch. All my fun. Stole it.
2: Ran with it. So, as we mentioned, the the paper shows up right in the middle of this meeting and says, your life is in danger, leave immediately. Woon refuses to leave even after he's told to, but does decide to step up. Before, of course, that concludes, Hilo flips and is on edge in that moment. Woon doesn't even make it out of the door and... (laughs) I get stabbed in the fucking throat. Emma then gives her wonderful little speech of which is, you know, effectively a revenge. This is why you deserve to die moment. And before she gets to get all of the words out. Ite Mata's hand latches around the girl's throat in a grip of crushing strength. With an almost inhuman cry, she spun and smashed the back of the woman's head into the edge of the heavy table with so much force that the thick, black, polished wood cracked along with the girl's skull. Blazing with explosive jade energy, Ite hurled the limp body into the nearest window. It hit the glass with a sickening, meaty thud, creating a spiderwebs pattern of cracks before dropping like a heavy sack on the carpet.
4: Ouch. Nuts. That's some Pierce Brown oh. level of uh, yep. violence. W-
1: meat. Meat carpet.
4: <laughs> I kind of
0: pictured like the table I know it obviously doesn't but like splintering almost like maybe cracking around her head, head, head.
2: head. Right. Like yeah. yeah. Like that impact crater. Off. Yeah. Impact yeah. crater. <laughs>
0: yes yeah. for sure and then just fucking into the window is incredible <laughs> yeah. like stabbed in the throat Whoa, slides down I yeah. think she bounces
1: off that's amazing
2: <laughs> the I, human uh, that she was demeaned to a fucking piece of garbage
1: might is pretty is scary 50.
2: oh she's
4: incredible
0: she's
1: not just 50 she's, she's a like a bad bitch
0: <laughs> just
1: isn't she a small woman
0: I think smaller no no she's tall she's as tall as Andon, who's taller than most Oh,
1: like I Chinese was picturing her like an old frail lady who's like. Ah, Dude,
0: <laughs> nah, she's fucking stabbed in the a bad motherfucker. She, she probably really passed her prime a little bit. But just boom.
4: Plus the jumping out the window, like yeah. <laughs> landing on a car, and then <laughs> running off. Yeah, You're just like holy <laughs> that true. shit! That bad part was like. He he was
1: even her, like. He <laughs> like, "Oh fuck!
4: What the fuck?
3: Yeah." <laughs> Yeah. That felt very wounded Hulk like. <laughs> yeah. She's yeah. so
0: cool. Honestly. Yeah, yeah. yeah she's yeah, I'm what a team, crazy.
1: I'm team, I even though she's scary. She's a great villain. Like,
0: like when she talks, I'm trying to like I'm out. And then whenever she does stuff, I'm like, I'm in. Yeah. Say less. Yeah. <laughs> literally.
1: <laughs> like literally say less. Yeah.
2: The penitents shouting Heaven has seen in sort of their weird I just imagine it is this sort of like robotic tone. And the way Evan that Kilo has quickly seen, reflects Evan and has is like seen just in this moment of panic where like he reconsiders just briefly again like the impact of the gods in the moment and it's clear that he's flirting with that like agnostic line more and more and i I like that like nice little little flourish there where everyone in the room as it's described is pulling their earlobes
1: can we
3: especially on the second read of this that moment and thinking back like When I reread it and got to the Barrow chapter again and her very sudden question of like, do you believe in the gods? Mm -hmm. Like that made this whole thing click. It's like, all right, she doesn't give a shit at all. Like Mm -hmm. even if she believes in it, she's like has disdain Mm -hmm. for the gods and is totally okay with this transgression against them in their view. Tough for her family, though. Entirely well, they're yeah, all dead, damning just, everybody. They're in all her, dead. Like <laughs> tough. Yeah, yeah. Aaron, later,
1: was is Coben her horn or?
3: He's kind of
2: like just
1: weatherman. Who who's her weatherman? Who
2: effectively the Pillarman? Eway so, Kalundo is still the weatherman. So
1: yeah, I, I guess in this meeting, it's like why is Woon there and not Shay? I guess Shay just had a baby, right? So that's the, why. So normally the weatherman would be there. So where who's I weatherman. And why aren't they there?
0: Iwe. Yeah. So this happens for the book. Uh, Shay notices, you know, normally the weatherman would be here, but it seems like because he's so skilled at manipulating and like the messaging of everything that she She brings to the KJA meetings now too. Trying to be her mouthpiece.
2: She doesn't have to say shit because Kovan will do it all.
4: Yeah. Yeah. It just kind of reinforces that. It's very much a hierarchy over there where it's, like... I, it's controlling, like, everything.
1: Right. Because you'd think if she had mm. a loyal weatherman... Then she'd at least have some help.
4: Well, she's not even really, like, taking in their... It's not like they're giving advice, I don't feel like. It's just, like... Yeah. She's taking all of it in orders. and making decisions. Yeah. Yeah. They're executing her vision.
0: And it's, like, insulating her from the nastiness of what Tobin says to a degree.
4: Yeah.
1: Anyways. I was just thinking... <sighs> Like, why was Coben there and not a weatherman?
3: He's her hype man because that might. Like, Hilo sees him as <laughs> yeah. an opening band. Yeah, that was cool.
0: Mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. It was cool to be like Hilo does the concerts. That's cool. <laughs>
2: So we get to the part that we we've talked a little bit about here, but I just I have such we talked about the tension of the moment where Hilo stands in front of the door and everyone kind of doesn't know what to do as Hilo kind of seizes this opportunity to maybe put his enemy down for good. Even Coben is willing to seize the opportunity when Hilo says out with the old in with the new showing full well of where his aspirations for his family is lay and that is In the Grave with Aitmata. It is just so perfectly executed where it's very clear that, like, sure, he's this mouthpiece, he's this opening band, but he he is going to be the headlining act and will, by omission, by negligence, take that spot.
1: Yeah, this is pretty cold snake behavior out of Hilo, but, I mean, it's necessary. Think about all the harm I Mod has done so he's and it's it's cunning which we know Hilo is ruthless and cunning so it's just I think he's uh
4: that was funny yeah I love that part it was
1: he's being b- making bold moves seizing on the opportunity but it is also distracting him from the fact that his life's in danger yeah <sighs> which At is the old, ultimately and with the new Copens like how the okay. yeah, I love, yeah, I like just, just doing
4: the math in his head, like,
1: yeah, they're all mat, they're all mathing real hard, right?
2: <laughs> hmm. And this cool, cr- cruel, friendless woman in this moment, realizing the sort of Machine that she's built and headed for so long looks looks at every one of whom is unwilling to do anything. Leaps out the spiderweb crack that she created right over top of her attempted murderers and assassin's body that is just laying slumped there against the window and lands on a van which explodes <laughs>
0: shortly thereafter. <laughs> what the fuck?
2: <laughs> Burying all of them alive and Hilo, just as he promised after the wedding, the first thing he thinks of is his wife and then he flashes to his kids before he's piled with rubble
1: I know when he saw the van he he like backed pretty slowly I was like he should have been like (laughs) lightness (laughs) so I think and I was thinking it's good thing Woon was in the hallway that's probably what saved him right and then Hilo knew to steal up Mm -hmm. yeah because he was like that's shit's about to explode Mm-hmm. it's going down for real boop, 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 boop. that's the building yeah, that's just <laughs>
0: such a good chapter I wish we had talked about it this entire episode <laughs>
1: um, at the same it time it
0: feels chapter. well covered
1: yeah <laughs> Do we don't know the body count yet right like who all we start getting some news on it like who from who where from where who survived who died
4: that the Cobens died right I don't, I don't know that it
2: does. I think that they say that the only two that they found later in 2028 20, are the Pillars. Um, is Wood Yeah. The Pillars the, died. The, yes. the Pillars but died. But
1: they were...
3: Cobin was found dead. Cobin okay. was found oh, dead. Okay. All right. okay. I didn't I'm think sure. he was, so,
2: but okay. Let me, Thomas wanted to bring some up.
3: I did want to bring something up. Now
2: <laughs> he texted me about it. <laughs> I thought it was, thought oh, it was next chapter. So, My bad.
0: Basically, yeah. um, Cobin dies here. And I feel like, thank God for himself, that he died in the rubble and not at Ite's hand after the rubble. Right. If he survived <laughs> this, imagine what hell he would be in for and imagine what hell his entire family would be in for after now she saw the folly of mercy.
4: Exactly. Yeah.
3: I mean, I think he's still damned forever according to the gods, right? So, you know, we've got Why that is, going for him. Why is he damned forever? <laughs> not taking honorable action for his pillar? I mean, yeah, sure.
1: they made they there was like a <laughs> A line yeah, on you're that. right.
3: In the Temple of
2: Divine Return. You're right. You're right. All of them. It didn't act.
0: I don't know. You're not supposed to spill blood in front of a
3: penitent, right? So would he be in trouble <laughs> for doing that?
0: To save his hmm. pillar?
1: Kind of damned lawyers.
3: if you do, damned if you don't, huh? Let's get some it sounds penitent like penitent lawyers here. That's why they had to mask. Bird law. <laughs> bird
0: law. <laughs> There's your meme. <laughs> Chapter 26. Natov. Nico. Barrow goes to the address Emma gave him, down in the dots, hoping to flee the country with her and the other leaders of the planless future movement, only to be denied by Malovny. After blowing his cover, Barrow is saved on the brink of being killed by his handlers and some Espenian special forces who had tailed Barrow, knowing that he'd hold out on them. Despite initial reluctance and over his protests, Barrow goes with the Espenians for his own safety as a reward for his services the last... Sits odd years seven years so did he have
3: a choice? <laughs> no, what are his no,
0: options. that's fair. I wasn't sure how to really characterize that with uh despite reluctance and over his protests, trying to try mm-hmm. to grab that, but yeah,
1: yeah, but the, so, the Beiro... other guys were like, we'll kill him if he says no.
0: Yeah, basically, it felt very much like they had their hands on their guns waiting for him to turn around. um drew to the rendezvous point early. Not expecting anyone to be, like, just classic Barrow's a fucking idiot, I felt like. Yeah. She said, go here at four. There's super spy shit going on. She, he's like, uh, I'm going to ignore all of that.
3: I don't want to miss it. Get there at three.
1: <laughs> and what else he doing? He's bored. Like,
0: just fucking stake it out. <laughs> Get there early and look. He's like, nope. And I don't knock on the door.
2: What a turd.
1: He thinks Emma's there waiting for him. <laughs> Where's Emma?
4: Ben, <laughs>
0: Emma, you're my hero. So he meets Malovny. Malovni's like, does some math of his own. He's like, I can't leave this body here. Like, just fuck off. Barrow slips up, ultimately. Uh, but before that, I did think that the bit about Malovny genuinely, like, he can't bring Barrow with him. He's like, you fucking idiot. Like, if I bring you, they'll just shoot you. Yeah. I, I gave them <laughs> the exact number. It felt like real spy shit to me. Like, it, another thing that drowns the world in the actions. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, it, like literally trying to smuggle people out of a country, you need to have an itinerary and like a yeah. flight list. <laughs> <laughs> like, you can't just stow away on this journey, regardless of if we have space. It's He's not like, about that. Like, bro, we'll
0: all get shot if I bring you.
2: It also fully shows that Emma never intended to come back, right? Like, this was, mm-hmm. she wasn't yeah. on the itinerary. This right. was the end for her, no matter which way.
3: It's one. And didn't intend for, like, she's smart enough to understand what was going on. Like, she didn't intend mm-hmm. to, like, just give Barrow a way out. This was totally a mm-hmm. go-take-down Malovny for me. Yeah,
1: yeah that was interesting. that he
3: was a
0: spy and that he would be entailed and all that.
1: Mm-hmm. Emma's smart. She's ready to die. She probably didn't know she was get her head smashed and her throat crushed. No. It's it's rushed. so
2: interesting to me, too, just from Emma in general, that like she, now that we're out of this and into this a little bit, that she is really the revolution that Barrow always wanted to be, but was too much of a coward to ever, you know, commit to. Is just Barrow's such too an interesting, obvious.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> they would have smelled him from so a mile surface. away. He's so surface.
3: He's so surface. They would
1: have been like, dude, your aura's fucked. <laughs> you cannot come in here. It's also...
0: I thought this chapter was a tough look for the Clanless Future. Move uh, barrels that like, you didn't do shit in Malovny's. What the fuck are you talking about? I did everything. Brought in money. Like it seemed to me that without Malovny, these guys would literally just still be handing out pamphlets uh, and hoping people showed up.
4: Agree. Yeah, he's a full on new terrorist. green round two. Yeah, new new green. Malovny.
1: So was Clanless Future started outside of Emma? Like she's just using the like. Or was this all kind of driven by her family being executed? Like the clanless future she, stuff. I think so she realized. The clanless future
3: movement, j- she joined it later, like after Barrow did. Barrow joined it as like one of the first three or four people.
1: Okay. So she was just, just saw it in, as, in, saw an, an opportunity. Yeah. one
3: bar.
4: Yeah.
0: Yeah, and then it got hijacked by radicals. Yeah. So Barrow blows his cover and he's about to be killed when the Hispanians swoop in. They do some cool special forces shit. I thought that was a cool
4: scene. Right out of the movie.
1: And Malovny was doing cool shit.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. He,
1: I like the he got shocked and then he did the deflection and like got the spikes out of him.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: And then he was going to kill himself.
0: Yeah. That's honestly why it's cool is all, all the stuff Malovny's doing and seeing the Tolva in action.
3: Mm-hmm. Nikolva is the name of the like the, equals to the angels, right? The the Dust Eaters, right?
0: The Dust Eaters. That's pretty fucking metal. I like that a lot. <laughs> well, yeah, that's he's
4: like a... But like the, Greenbone, basically.
1: The like half breeds. Yeah.
4: Yeah,
3: with
4: yeah, the, the and they eat the, the, the jade powder.
3: Angels or whatever. The the equivalent to the Espenian mm-hmm. angels. Mm
4: hmm.
3: Yeah. Or the answer to them, whatever they however they referred to it.
4: Yeah. And then it's just great to see
2: them, too, because we've we've heard about them so much. And so to see them in this moment, it's very much like, oh, this is a real threat. This is a real thing.
4: Yeah.
0: Yeah. To see him not just talk and do like spy manipulation stuff to do like action hero spy shit. Mm -hmm. Very cool to see. And another new look at how Jay can be used outside of the ways we've seen it, which is always fun. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, once the action is over with, once the danger is clear, Gallo and Bertland roll up, dressed up nice, but they got guns on their hips this time, looking very officious. And they feel to me very much like, you know, you're watching a spy movie. They feel like the dickhead spies that are like almost secondary antagonists in the movie where like we're following (laughs) this sort of dish renegade. Like our hero spy doesn't necessarily play by the rules. They get framed for a crime they didn't commit. And then now here come the dickheads who they've had not so friendly banter with to bring them in.
1: Dickheads? yeah.
3: Uh, arrogant, like... Yeah, that's a good call. Suits.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, borderline unfriendly, but, like, not quite evil. They're just... They're not good dudes. And I'm ready for the spinoff, so Fonda, my gal, let's talk. Let's talk
4: about <laughs> <it>. <laughs> The Galo and Berglund spinoff. We need it. <laughs> Very hot. down Shaw. The
0: doing cool shit. That's all I had, though. We should probably... <laughs> More on uh topic things to talk about if there's anything people felt like I missed, <laughs> but that's where my head went too.
3: Yeah, so they they very efficiently strip this apartment of everything. These jackbooted thugs mm-hmm. going through and just just yeah, strip are they searching place on foreign soil.
1: Since they captured Malovny, are they gonna do like science experiments on him?
0: I got that vibe. <laughs> It seemed like it, yeah.
1: Like that's why he was gonna shoot himself instead of be taken.
0: Yeah, and also, mm-hmm. you know, probably they're definitely in a torch torture and make him reveal secrets.
4: The most interesting thing to me out of this was just like how strategic the Hispanians were and like that they didn't really care that the clans had been bombed and like the pillar was gonna be dead. They were much more concerned about getting this. Igotanian agent mm-hmm. and getting as much yeah. information out of it as they could.
1: Well, they're only worried about their own country. Right. But they did so, send Hilo a nice little note. Right.
0: <laughs> Given all the kind of teases we've seen with the Friction, the Espanians want more jade by any means necessary, do you think there's anything to how close to the vest they played that bomb threat? And how they're not really doing much in the aftermath?
1: I don't think they'd they'd be upset if all the Clan leaders died. Right.
4: Because then they probably find it easier to manipulate. <laughs> and then
1: people stop blowing up their boats.
4: And the government at that point. Mm-hmm.
1: Get their hands on more jades, they're like all dead.
3: A calculated we're technically helping our allies here kind of move. But we got the, we
0: got the news moments before. We did everything we could.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I, I know it was a while back at this point, but I had made the analogy of the the sort of 9-11 moment of sorts. And this has the feelings of that cultural sort of impact um, in sure. a big way that I'm sure that yeah. we'll feel for a while. At the same time, there being this simultaneous background action from the Aspenians is just like this massive question mark of, of where that loyalty really lies. And Aaron, your point about the, the fact that the only thing that they could do is to, is to send the note, I feel like just reinforces the fact that, yeah, Jade is ultimately more important than any relationship they could manage or maintain.
1: All Thanks right. for nothing, Spenny's.
0: Fucking... just feels like a real slur. Don't like it.
1: What, Spenny's?
0: Yeah, like catch the Spenny's, like they feel real. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like they feel... The <laughs> <Keks laughs> especially
4: <laughs> it just feels...
0: Yeah. Not a fan. Yeah. I feel bad saying it. I know.
4: Yeah,
2: totally. I, I totally get it.
0: Spendings um, me, um, I'll do the tut 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 for this, but Spendings yeah. reminds me of when they call coppers pennies in Red Rising. Mm. Mm.
2: Sort of the derogatory. Yeah, but, and
0: they're both so obsessed with money too. Yeah, that's right. Or fair. like bureaucracy at least.
2: Yeah, that's right. Anyway, I
0: can understand that. To close it, Kappas? Kappas. Kappas. Kappas.
2: Yeah. that's of a fucking Kappas. Alright, we go into chapter 27, Heaven Has Seen. We return to Shay, just informed of the bombing of the KJA building by her aging mother in the TV that she watches. Visiting the scene of the crime, she finds Lojin organizing the rescue with the assistance of the Mountain Clan. She then wanders by habit to the Temple of Divine Return and finds an ailing Aitmada. I want to start this off just by taking a second to talk about Wanria, right? This is the first time that we've really seen her in a while. And I think that there's something very interesting. We've got Shay's newborn, of course, but one, Rhea is not in the best shape and she's holding the newborn Tia, looking to Shay to make sure that everything is okay. I I can't help but think immediately of how frail these two people are and how they appear in Shay's eyes as these sort of delicate things that need to be maintained. And there's something, I th- like the child makes sense, but there's something brutally painful and helpless about mom having always been that way especially when we get the line about you know sort of the deadening of her eyes it just it really hurts i think more than it should at the very least in my perspective for Juan ria to have to a potentially live through this again but just being so helpless for her entire life
1: and just shay shay is not even able to like talk to her like an adult she's kind of like don't you know don't like a child like don't believe anything you hear like i'll be right back like you know
4: just very fragile
1: yeah she's fragile shay's shay can't be like hey Hilo is in there but we don't know what you know she's like keeping her in the dark which feels worse for the mom (laughs) to be like so boxed out
3: i wonder how much of it is also shay just not wanting to verbalize her dread of the possibility of what's going on. There's definitely that too. I I just think that it's like
2: this cycle of things. Like she's always outside of the clan, despite being in the clan. And so she's a prisoner of the system of her own family in a way. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I can't help, but think about Nico's mom potentially being stuck in the same situation. If she decided to come back, right. If Lon had survived and if she had stuck with the family or what have you, I think we just see a role reversal. And so in some ways, I do think that Hilo spared her looking at Wanria. I can't help but think that she was spared potentially
3: a worse fate. Yeah. And that was kind of the point, right? Isolating herself, putting her physically removing her from Yeah, that's why she uh, did what she did. Jen Moon. Right? Yeah. yeah. And was removed.
2: Yeah. Ugh. It's just it's a brutal, I don't know. I just to me it's one of the most emotional images. Especially the pairing of this kid, of whom Shay wants to insulate from this and seeing what insulation does at the same time. Right. So. I also really enjoy the emergency rescue mode that we find ourselves in, in moments like these. We talked about it earlier, but the phone tree call <laughs> that goes on to <laughs> evacuate the family. I, I just had this moment reading it because I wrote these notes this morning. My brain immediately went to sort of nine eleven for me and the sort of distinct tons of kids being pulled out of school called and, you know, the eventual half day that that day ended up being for that event. And I... I don't know. It it just felt like anything could happen. And so everything stopped.
4: Yeah, it definitely got the same feeling as well. Reading it. Mm
2: -hmm. It was a weird one. We make our way nearer to the scene. And the Greenbones, without leadership needing to tell them, because most of leadership is, you know, buried under the rubble, dead under the rubble, or otherwise in the Temple of Divine Return, as we learn later, are self-managing and helping each other out because they've grown more accustomed to working together over the course of the subsequent years under the Horns. I show in a moment like this really does show that it is truly about order, first and foremost, and honor, and this being dishonorable, it's all about
3: saving as many as they can, helping
2: out and
3: everything else. Yeah, I really liked the the barking of orders that come here and you you understand like we're working together but still we're personally checking every square inch of this place. Mm-hmm. And like we're not at odds with the mountain in this moment but we're not going to trust that they cleared the building without any right. like without personal assurance that our people aren't there, so yeah, it, it's it's a weird collaboration with tension.
1: But I, I think they probably are working together better than they would have if they hadn't had the mutual destruction of the boat goal.
4: Right. Yeah, there's already mm. some precedent there. Yeah.
3: yeah. Yeah. I also liked the the structure of. We know that you'd be able to physically exert your strength and get people out of this rubble, but we need you to have your perception about you. So blow your whistle. Let the fire people take their like tools and dig people out of the rubble and focus on finding auras.
1: It's kind of like mm-hmm. the green bones are the search and rescue dogs. Mm-hmm. They yeah, use their, They of. use their sniffers. Or like in an avalanche, they're the Bernie's Mountain dog. And they sniff him out, but they don't dig yep. him out.
2: hmm Great point. I I also really appreciate Lote being the one leading the rescue of Hilo. When back in Jade City, he would have just as soon have sold him out, right? Like he wanted nothing to do with the clan. And there's something sort of for, full circle about the way, you know, a, it could have been better for Hilo to have potentially died in this situation and to not have this man, you know, as we maybe see the clans die all at once and the world heal a little bit from some of the wounds that have left. But on the other side, because he nurtured this man into a fist and, and helped him grow as a part of the clan, he's really come around on that opinion and has become this uh, more whole person. I don't know. It's, it's an interesting thought.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Definitely his development has been fun to watch.
2: I think he's probably, to me, he's one of the most interesting side characters to focus on. is For like sure. Just the way that he's changed and grown over the course of the series. He's a good measuring stick. So we Agreed. move to Ait Mata dying in the Temple of the Divine Return as... Shay wanders her way over, you know, half asleep, basically, as she returns to the place that she always goes in times of trouble. And Ite is doing her best to keep herself alive by channeling back into herself, which is a rare ability. Ite admits as well that this was her fault, and then she immediately compares Emma to Shay and the mistakes of underestimating
3: another woman. Kill those kids.
1: <laughs> I thought this was I mean, she wasn't a kid
3: to be killed. Uh, no, I know, but Emma was, yeah. and Barrow was, and you, got, you gotta you got tie up those loose ends.
1: I thought Aaron. it was interesting that Shay wanders over there, and she kind of sees it as a sign from the gods to kill Ite, but instead of seeing it as Ite would have died without her help, so her wandering over there maybe was the god's... Wanting her to save her, but she she saw it as a oh no one's here I should kill her mm-hmm. the the gods have turned away. But if she I hadn't like walked, if she hadn't walked in there, I would have died channeling into herself.
4: Yeah, the channeling into herself, I was just imagining like the dam is breaking. You're like trying to plug different <laughs> holes, but then it, like water <laughs> starts spouting out over here. Apt. I I really so uh, go ahead, Beach
3: Oh, I, I was going to say the, the thing that I'm wrestling with here is Aite is realizing that her mercy is what put her into this dire situation in the first place. And that doesn't bode well for reciprocity in this rescue mission that Shay is had, like, helming for Aite what is the end game here? Is she hoping that this is going to teach her to like,
2: that definitely comes in the next chapter to some degree. That's definitely a discussion for 28, but I I think that that will be something interesting to talk about once we actually make the move there. For me, I want to focus on the sort of religious aspect of this, right? We've talked about the way that all of these different people are swinging the God's opinions, which is to say like, Everyone has a completely different read on what the religion means to them. And as such, does it mean anything outside of random happenstance and just luck like we've been focusing on from Barrow's perspective? I mean, do they mean anything at all? Period. I don't know. It's, it's interesting to think about the religious aspect of all of these chapters we covered this week. Mm-hmm. If everyone views it as chance, is it really chance? Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> it's not choices. Yeah. Anything else on yeah. Ike bleeding out on the ground and being saved in this moment? Shea choosing that path as opposed to strangling out her enemy.
3: Ike's just a beast.
0: Let me say, I, could not be me.
3: Ike would <laughs> be in the ground. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree. And like truly, I think Shay's correct course of action would have been just to leave. Like yeah. same same deal with Hilo. Standing there doing nothing kills our enemy. And Shay could have just left and like her interacting in any way was a mistake.
4: Yeah, there's just that additional calculus that was going on with the fact that like...
1: Hilo might be dead.
4: Hilo might be dead. And so then the country is in disarray.
1: No, I thought it was really smart on Shay's part. And...
4: I thought it fit her character too.
1: Yeah. But like I said earlier, it would have been like uncharacteristic of Shay if she had gone through and killed her or left her like it's in Shay's nature to do the right thing yeah even if it's mercy for your murderous enemy and then I also thought that it's also in Shay's character to like do the opposite of what Aymada says so when Aymada's saying no mercy that's when she's like I'll do the opposite. <laughs>
3: hmm.
4: That's fair.
0: Yeah, it would have been especially um, an abrupt turn for Shay after reflecting on Maro a few chapters earlier and then being like, hey, I'm going to cold blooded kill this person. Even despite all the transgressions. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. it'd be
1: hot blooded because of all the mm-hmm. pain. Yeah. But yeah, she does talk about it. Kicking someone how... while they're down. Right.
3: She, she talks about how both pillars being killed at the same time would throw the entire country into turmoil, but she doesn't, I, I think part of it is she doesn't want to the responsibility of pillar thrust upon herself, but this would give no peak the like very clear leg up in having a very like defined, progression and succession to the Pillarship in Shea as opposed to Cobin, who also dies in the rubble mm-hmm. and was in the meeting like the Mountain Clan is in turmoil but no peak has succession very clearly in place
0: well even the only like, thing I would like say Otto is Euro
2: yeah Euro wasn't the intended successor right. it would have been his son but yeah
4: but
0: it would have been the 22 year old with no mm-hmm. like without the figure like without the leadership of his uncle to guide him and shepherd him.
3: So, I mean, that's more to the benefit of no peak as long as Shay's willing to take the mantle of pillar, which is the whole thing is that she doesn't want to, or doesn't feel ready to.
1: Well, and she's weak. It doesn't have her jade on. She's like, this is a really bad time.
3: Mm-hmm. So I, I, I think this, to, to Ben and Aaron's point, this makes sense for Shay's character, and I think it is the move that I would expect her to make, but I still think it was the wrong choice. It's definitely tough.
0: Fair enough. Speaking of wrong choices, Prince, chapter 28, <laughs> Make Your Choice. So Shay tasked <laughs> Andon with the unbelievably ironic and frankly unenviable task of saving Aitmada 's life, which proves to be... No easy feat, but still quite manageable for our superhero and an Emery. Hell yeah. During a lull in the life save, uh, Shay prepares to leave, and we get a little update on the chaos around Jan Loon as the clanless strike as the scattered, uh, helping around with the cleanup and rescue missions around the city. And Shay returns later in the evening with now Suen, it's only real ally in seemingly all the world. As the pair are ready to leave for mountain territory, news comes in that Hilo and Woon have been found alive, and after a tense moment, Andon allows I and now to leave. So a lot going on throughout this chapter, and I was let me think. It's just it's there's a lot going on. Obviously, I feel like the mo the most the thing we want to talk about the most is how it ends and that decision Andon makes But if we can, let's avoid that for a little bit. And I'm curious, how Ben, Aaron, PJ, not necessarily in that order, how did this chapter read to you? Like, as you're going through it, the emotions that hit you, Andin struggling with this decision, whether to save Ike or not, how much effort to put into it, all that stuff.
3: I think this is a chapter that solidifies Andin's oaths as a doctor, as opposed to a greenbone. To not be beholden to a clan and to treat the wounds and save the lives of the people that are under his care, regardless of their personal like beliefs. And yes, Andon is very close to no peak. But his assertion from a couple chapters ago from last week when he was in the deposition with the senators or assemblymen or whatever their name, their title were. Questioning whether or not he was like an agent of No Peak, effectively, this this I think gives some tangible proof that his morals and what he's learned and and pledged as a doctor go beyond go beyond pl- clanship.
4: Mm-hmm. I found myself like weirdly cheering for them to save Ait and wanting that plan to work out. So. And I just felt like it was a, two great characters as far as Andon and Shay, I don't know. There was something about that combination that felt very right as the two people making the decisions here. And um, I just thought it fit really well with their development throughout this entire story.
1: And it's good that the calls have a trusted doctor.
0: Mm-hmm. Who's <laughs> the- like... Who's, Incredible.
1: who's discreet and who's like 100% on their team, you know, and part of the family. So he became quite an asset. And yeah, like yours, I think with his oaths and everything and his oaths to himself, he... It was surprising that he even at the end of this considers hurting someone after he like staunchly has decided to never kill anyone again
0: right very well said all three of you i think that's sort of how you're supposed to feel that evolution of like you're rooting for Anden and as to succeed you're like these two they're so smart they're so rational mm-hmm. often it makes sense that even though they're kind of begrudgingly saving her life you're in their frame of mind where you're like we have no choice we need to do this the country together and then how abruptly it turns on a dime at the end right and how, for a moment, Shay and Andon don't even realize that it flipped on a dime like that. Yeah, They're so relieved that their loved ones are still alive. And then, because mm. now it's like, fuck. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, yeah.
2: So, we, we heard about how stressed Ben was about <laughs> the survival <laughs> of Hilo and Wound right at the beginning. PJ
3: and Aaron, where were you guys at throughout these chapters? I was just assuming they were gone and thinking about the progression I felt like that still I've been talking a lot about the Hilo and Wen's children and the title of the book of Jade Legacy. And I, I thought this was like the then catalyst of the rise of the children leading the clan. Maybe maybe we'd get another time jump and in, into them being in more prominent places within the clan. Whatever it might be, but I, I really thought this was the tragic origin story of the leadership of the children you know no yeah sure hey we got 400
0: pages left who knows
3: yeah and like (laughs) truly i still don't necessarily (laughs) believe that Hilo is going to survive he he's been found alive he and moon have i don't know if that necessarily means they're out of the woods don't you wish that evil on me
1: no, I thought they were they would be found okay. That's just who I am. I kind of
4: was like, <laughs> first of all, it would be very cruel to kill one pop, Wound Poppy. So I was like, I think at least he's going to survive. Well,
1: I kept thinking too about the circumstance. So Wound was in the hallway. He wasn't in the immediate blast zone. So at most, maybe the building
4: But like the building just
1: Right, but the, the Shay even says there's like hallways yeah. that are standing right next to it. And I, I don't know. I was thinking too. You know, they're both green bones, so they, they can steal against getting crushed.
4: It's gonna be very sad if Hilo went out like that.
1: Yeah, like seeing it coming and not yeah. reacting fast enough. No, but There's I, the... I thought they would survive. Yeah.
3: yeah, there, there is the irony of Hilo dying to a car bomb after his like obsession with not dying to a car bomb after make tar Ken, ken. 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 Kane Kane can make 10 to us yeah ken so to the real ones that would have felt really bad
2: <laughs> the the other thing that i want to bring up here that i didn't think about until right now and it just passed through my brain is this moment this clanless future moment sure it's pinned on ite but actually it's helo's fault for bringing the Vens in in the way that he did, and then mm-hmm. getting them killed, mm-hmm. and so this is as much comeuppance for Hilo in some ways as it is for It, because he Hilo knew the game that he was playing with the Vens, and he knew that it was a dangerous one, and so side consequences, right?
3: Yes and no. I'm going to ignore like, that. <laughs> that that doesn't feel genuine. Like how can you how can you assume that? A survivor of the family that it's not about went against assume, the clan It's not, it's not about assuming the, it.
2: It's not about assuming it from his perspective. It's about the meta from the... This would have never happened had events. he not engaged Venn to begin with, right? Like, this would have never gone this exact direction I had he not held those have. meetings. I
3: Emma did, would I have, still have still never would saw... Have. Have. Okay, Emma sure. wouldn't have, and it wouldn't have... Like, I probably would have died. In well,
0: this explosion, yeah, I probably if, doesn't. If Emma stabbed, wasn't there, that's probably the only difference. Sure, Malovny wasn't there for Emma; he was there for the other ones.
2: Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. I, I guess. Yeah, I was thinking more about the Venn side of things. You
0: can blame him for Ite surviving. I did yeah. think it was interesting.
1: Actually,
2: yeah. surviving is that
0: fuck is you, you can blame. <laughs> I think it's, it's also funny because. Oh, sorry, you go, Aaron. I was gonna
1: say, I think it's funny that Emma actually ended up saving Ike's life by stabbing yeah.
0: her, and Ite. Yeah, it's just, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's tough. Poor. Hilo survives, Ice survives. Both of them, during this chapter and throughout the books, curse how the other one routinely survives despite everything (laughs) they throw at one another and all the attempts at each other's lives, all the trickery, all the subterfuge. They're both equally infuriated. Like, how is this fucking cockroach still alive?
4: (laughs) Makes you feel like they're going to be, like, legendary in the country now. Especially, like, kind of, like, this seems like it's going to be a galvanizing thing. And, like, if both pillars survived a bombing, like, of this magnitude, I don't know, it almost, like, is going to have an opposite effect where it was supposed to destabilize everything, but now it's going to, like, do the exact opposite. (laughs) It's going to galvanize everyone together.
0: We see the heads of several other pillars, or the pillars of several other clans, are dead. Mm Mm-hmm. So the two biggest clans probably just got more the powerful
3: yeah. mm-hmm. of those clans, right? Yeah. I, I wonder if this is a legitimate like, reason for joining the clans for both of them, or if it galvanizes them more against each other. Like closer um, ties between the mountain and no peach? Yeah. Okay. Re- recreate what the one mountain society or just further entrench them against each other
4: mm-hmm.
3: it's one or the other uh cross before we get to your point on now
0: suing uh we also did that update the download of what's going on in the city and it's pretty cool honestly like it's not good for our heroes it's not good for the city but as like us reading it just sounds like a sick thing to see if this if the adaptation does get to this part uh, the bombers were hailed as heroes by violent supporters who incited a small wave of smaller attacks in the wake of the bombing. Gunmen waving the black flag of the clanless and chanting, the future is now, the future is clanless, had attacked government institutions and prominent clan-owned properties in the city. Green bones of the Hido Shield clan were staunchly protecting the Teton Treasury and Wyndham, Wisdom Hall. but there were reports of weapons fired, tear gas, grenades, and pipe bombs set off near the factory on Poor Man's Road and in the financial district. Shay sucked in a sharp breath at the sight of the lower floor of No Peak Tower on Ship Street, wreathed and spoke. It's just like a cool visual and description of everything. And the, you know, the truly neutral Haido shield leaping to action and protecting the Taton Treasury and Wisdom Hall, protecting like the politicians and all that. I don't know. It just seemed like really cool to me.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. Yeah. And it shows the mom mentality. It's like anarchy. Mm-hmm. Everyone starts looting and destroying everything.
3: There's that it combination. Also legitimizes, legitimizes the no clan, like the clanless future movement as a faction mm-hmm. that has to be considered in these like local wars that are going on. Do you think that's lasting or what? I think I mean I mean, a show of strength like this is sure to radicalize some people, I would think. Mm-hmm. And the survival of the clan leaders, it's going to cause some people to like hail them as divine leaders of the clans and also cause some people to believe that they are a force that is unnatural and needs to be disposed. Love that.
0: Love that read. And it builds off a of Ben's read of like are I and Hilo about to become godlike figures. Mm-hmm. fired up
2: the the thing that i would tag in there too is is more of like a real world ad and that's the time frame in which this book was released was in you know november i think of 2021 and you had we'd had gone through the january 6th we had gone through george floyd and a number of other riots that had happened across the country in various capacities and so there's just sort of a grounding in realness that i felt here of sort of that anger Whichever way you want to pin it, and revolt, which was interesting. The thing that I want to talk about with Now Swen is I want to get your guys' thoughts and feelings. Do you feel as though? What do you, I guess? What do you guys feel about Now Swen showing up in this moment? He's like five or six years out of like out of the clan, like fully retired, right? Retired, yeah. Not out of the clan, but no longer, you know. I mean, out of leadership. Yes, yeah
3: right i was thinking there was going to be some reveal of like romantic intimacy between him and i i, I think
2: they've got romantic ties that's where my my brain goes oh, not really? that they I fully see were like involved
1: a, i see it more like he's, a father daughter he's he's like looking out hmm. for her like a that's i don't my know reaction Eighth was started. like I was
4: elderly here yeah my reaction he's like 80 me ite has a friend. <laughs> yeah. yeah, which
0: obviously relationships can be. You know, there's large gaps in age in relationships, not unheard of. Predatory relationships, not unheard of. However, I, I don't. I, I, father, yeah. daughter. Yeah, like caring
1: in a yeah fatherly matter. I I didn't get any vibes.
2: Maybe that's just distinctly the I, fact that there's a lack of anything romantic from outside side that makes this seem like the closest possibility. But
3: I want to be—I want to clarify a little bit. I didn't get romantic vibes. I was expecting there to be mm. when he showed up. Yeah, that's kind okay. of yeah, mm. yeah. I, I didn't quite get father-daughter either, but I was just—I was assuming something like that was going to come up. When he was the one that showed up at the door. It's really all speculation, I think, no matter which way we shake it. but
0: Yeah. I think they're both so like deeply broken in their own ways that it was the closest. Like, father-daughter feels it's wrong, empathy. too, for sure. Yeah. But it's just like, they are devoted to one another in a way that it seems like nobody else is devoted to them. Or and at I least, think...
1: Um, I don't know. It's, it's weird. Now is devoted to her out of respect, too, out of mm-hmm. how she claim power so he respects power and cunning and you know i think he's devoted to his pillar because mm-hmm. she's a powerhouse
4: yeah i found it pretty sweet actually the whole thing
1: mm-hmm. oh no he scoops
0: her up. in a room, like turn. sets her down he's like i'm about to have to fucking murder yeah or i wonder
1: how shay found him
0: thank i was also wondering that thank you aaron like, why couldn't we kill this guy if we had if we can find Is he not dead work? yet? He's like in oh, you know, his eighties, right? Yeah. I just like I don't know. I'm like spite murder at this you know what I mean? I don't like having him alive out there in the wood in the wild. At the Honestly, same time, you can't just be murdering people, that's re- retribution would become the mountain would come down. But yeah. you know what I mean? I, I think
1: he's old enough, good. he'll die soon <laughs> on his own.
0: Yeah, good good on him for actually
2: getting to retire. I think that's kind of my my opinion now to end. Like, yeah, bad dude in a bunch of ways. Most of these people we talk about week over week over week are bad dudes in some way, shape, or form. But mm-hmm. good on one of them to get to retire and be done with his own
0: degree of vileness. He was also pseudo-retired when we meet before we met him, because he True. was teaching at the Temple School, the Wylon. Wylon, yeah, Wylon. Thank you. Good Can point. I also just while we're on the Wylon subject, like? I'd imagine that removing him from teaching has probably done such a disservice to the mountain cadets coming in. (laughs) Like, obviously, very scary. So maybe he wasn't the best teacher, but he's so good at perception and other, I'd imagine, other jade abilities that removing him from teaching. I know there's the question, like, you know, sometimes when superstar NBA players become coaches, they suck at it because they can't just be like, they can't explain how they were so good. So they're just like, do what I did. So maybe he wasn't Mm -hmm. a good teacher, but. I'm just speculating here that it's a blow. One thing I wanted to touch on is when Shay leaves and Andon is considering calling the family house to be like, to check in more or less and get an update and he realizes he can't and he puts the phone back on the receiver and I thought that was very, just like, very heartbreaking and another example of early on, it's just like the tragedy of Andon's life where it's like, he has this, He's so isolated from everybody, even his family. And sometimes it's self-imposed and here it's sort of self-imposed, but for a good reason, obviously he can't. It's just, you know, a full circle moment Mm -hmm. of his whole life.
4: I think that's a good call out.
1: And it's smart to not, he's not like selfish or self-absorbed at all. He's Mm -hmm. like thinking of them, like, I don't want to tie up the phone line or like make them jump when the phone rings. So,
0: yeah. Just so honor not honor, but like, duty bound by love considerate yeah yeah this is very sad to picture him alone just as worried as them stuck with someone who's mortal enemy for him yeah. and his family yeah I th- poor andy
1: i love when he like is like okay i'm giving you an iv now like don't yeah. kill me
0: <laughs> that's <was> funny <laughs> and then yeah she's so still, scary. Andy has a couple, this is a great and in chapter obviously for his the stuff we've already touched on but like he made Shay eat he's like I'm gonna check you over like very self-assured he steals some IVs which probably isn't like the best ethics wise but you know I like that more resolve from him and then when I is trying to talk he's like remember when I didn't remember when I kidnapped you and then I thought about <laughs> killing you but I didn't and boy am I glad! and he's like you can shut up like you can strength. shut the fuck up lady he's finger like there's no like, need Jenna. for talking yeah and all of this culminates in the end when he agonizes, and it, it just feels for so long, on the. Page. but Andon agonizes over whether or not to kill Ike. Do we think he made the right choice?
3: No.
2: PJ, I, you I, said no one has made the right choice the whole week. Not killing uh,
3: no. PJ. Facts. I think Ike should have died, and I don't <laughs> think any of them have made the right choice to let her survive. Uh-huh. I think it makes sense for their characters. I think they made a choice consistent with who they are. I think it's a mistake.
1: I like. I so I'm glad she's alive.
3: <laughs> <I> <laughs> too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, we got a lot of book to kill. I. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think
1: maybe mm-hmm. she'll be reformed. Yeah. Maybe her snake heart was penetrated by <laughs> kindness I, it's and just mercy. Like, you know
0: what? That was bad. that. Was- I um. I've resigned. I'm going to retire to.
1: or she'll be like let's team up as bad bitches of the clans i'll be the
3: horn i can't imagine her finding like her coming to the realization that my little bit of mercy very nearly killed me my little bit of kindness almost put me in the ground now i'm just gonna do it again the one time she was nice
2: only because the three family members that could have strangled the life from her didn't kill her, though. That's the other side of it. Is like there are three distinct opportunities that we've had over the course of the week, where every living person of whom wanted to see revenge for lawn immediately in the family had the opportunity, and none of them took Who's it. number three? And in Shay Hilo, none of them well, no, took it he- immediately. Hilo
1: took. Hilo was trying to.
2: Hilo took a political version die. of it, like he he, he took a political he wasn't version showing of
1: the, the her any Hilo, yeah.
0: if Hilo yeah. tried to kill her, people would have jumped in. Like there wasn't, it was a scene. No, Hilo was trying to kill her, her by. That was yeah. That was stopping him anyone doing doing from that helping. Was The equivalent of strangling her. He was he was because seizing it, the it, opportunity, actively, but he
3: didn't actively kill her. He had, right, but he I had the he same. He chance. Actively,
0: if he actively did, they would have stopped him.
3: Yeah, I don't think he had a chance to do anything f- like. No, sure, I think active, I think we need to But his 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 blocking repentance. and
1: passive that, that was like yeah yeah that was the active. I think one in we that need case. to separate Shay and Andon from Hilo. I think it's distinct that Hilo was sure. trying to make I die, yeah. whereas Shay and Andon were actively saving her. Yeah, I guess I'm
2: mm-hmm. just trying to distinguish from the. Yeah, I get fine. It's active enough. All right,
0: right. You're saying he. Sort of walked over and killed her, but yes, I think that would have spurred everybody have into movement. I don't know if he. Could, I yeah. think they. I think even his allies would have stopped him in that.
1: Well, place. the penitents were wa- watching. It would have been That's a it. really a political suicide
2: for a religious man and non-religious man to settle and, and suddenly heed religion.
0: Maybe they creeped mm-hmm. him into it because they're all tugging their ears, True. being so creepy.
1: But back to the original question, I think Andon did make the right choice. I thought that would have been so bizarre if he had been like, actually I'm going to kill you.
4: Right. It, yeah. Like PJ said, it was very true to his character. And just like, I think it's just a great example of like really good writing and storytelling, especially like you're letting the character lead the story beats and just like she created and put him through all these experiences. Those inform his choices. And like, this just feels very true to who he is. And so I really like that aspect of it
1: while also showing the conflict of the choice, like by, Mm -hmm. by choosing not to act, he might be causing more harm because all the future people that she'll kill, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. what if he kills her and then everything goes into chaos and then more, you know, it's, it's the saving one or saving many conundrum.
4: And I love like right. Shay's reaction where he's like, "Did I make the right choice?" She's like, "I have." She's like, "I
1: don't know. I'm fucking <laughs> yeah. tired. I need a nap." <laughs> I had the same choice.
0: That and that I don't know. Real too, just yeah. being like, "Fuck yeah. I don't. What did we do? I don't...
4: Yeah, I love that. It
0: just feels so, so true. Yeah. Um. Real quick, when we just got on the Hilo conversation, did anybody else just want Hilo and Wound to just start kicking ass? Like, that's <laughs> bat. I don't know. Like, I picture. Kilo does try to kill him or kill her wound senses that he perceives violence going on he hops in and then it's just those two basically against the room like that'd be fun <laughs> so. okay. i
2: fully imagine it as bruce lee and jet lee fighting next to each other
1: i don't see wound as a Picture fighter that. i don't know
4: i feel like he's he's like, like wound papi low-key nice with it <laughs> so though, we know he's got the, same the same big hands long arms
1: oh i don't His know Katrina, big
4: hands Katrina and
0: I don't see
1: him as a warrior <laughs>
0: The crazy 88 song from Kill Bill, and they're just like,
2: yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. Hell yeah. Speaking of exploitation films, what?
0: that's all I had, though.
2: All right. Well, we have the final question, of course, to ask, which is who the fuck won this week?
4: I think Gatto and Birdland, yeah, Espinia yeah. for me, Gallo and Birdland, or yeah, Gallo. Spies. Yeah.
0: I know my
3: Espenia choice. Called? I survived with no business surviving through so many so many she had so many opportunities to fucking <laughs> die yeah man she could have died so many times yeah man sucks
4: yeah probably i too yeah what do
1: you- i don't know emma lost
2: <laughs> oh man i'm i'm on the other side of the train i am on the emma won the week train she didn't do the one thing
1: she was trying to do which was kill i money i
0: understand
4: be a winner if you it was like bring a pretty, down
1: either of the clans you can't
4: be a winner clans.
1: you can't, yeah, you they can't win also. <laughs> if you sex barrow it's a loss <laughs> it's an
3: <laughs>
0: automatic loss <laughs> she did do the spy stuff of like prevent the clanless future movement or malovny from winning i guess kind of which is a win she and achieved and her, goal her goal without i think so i think that was the entire
2: thing is she played an incredible hand as best as she could and got as close to revenge as anyone could ever get against the most unkillable woman as we've talked about for, you know, the last 30 minutes of how impossible it is to put down Mata. She's the... She's inflicted way more damage than Shay ever did and it's unclear whether or not But it was recover. unsuccessful. That's,
1: that's my point. She didn't kill her. Yeah, she, she actually her she ended up saving killed? her Who life won? by stabbing her. <laughs> I mean,
2: that's,
0: that's that, like saying... Like, Jimmy Butler uh, won the NBA season because he came in second place. It's like you didn't. Jokic won the season.
1: <sighs> what?
0: Emma did not win the season. That's all. You spoke French there for a the moment. Goal. I have no idea. You can't lose the ultimate goal <laughs> and then did like a backup up goal in your back pocket and be like, ah, I won the week. You know, no. Some sometimes you can win a week a different way.
1: Nope. <laughs> no, I think MVP <laughs> does not mean. That's what I'm
2: I saying. Think it's I think the same
4: argument. Espenia. I I
2: can accept the Espenier answer. I can let's accept a, the idea answer. Let's put a
0: poll up this week. Okay, See we'll it. do it on Spotify. Anybody hey, votes Emma.
2: friends, family, everyone else, go vote on the poll on Spotify if you haven't. You don't even need an account. You should How be able to vote for to it right that? there instead of the application. It's a new thing you can do on, on <laughs> oh, Spotify <okay>. episodes. Yeah, <laughs> enemies too. If you're, ours, if you're an enemy, if you're an enemy of the podcast, vote. we need and you listen, to vote, vote. Actually,
0: vote your conscience. Vote for real. Don't just vote to spite any of us. Vote for real.
2: We'll also throw it up on Instagram and we'll share the results on the next one. Who in the week? And we'll provide our answers.
0: So. bless. All right. Sounds good. So I got to scroll. Next week is our fifth episode where we will be tackling episodes 29 through 35. Chapters? Or chapters. What did I say? <laughs> <The> episodes. episodes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know. <laughs> what are you going to do?
4: Well, you should know what we're covering now. fuck so, up
0: sometimes. <laughs>
2: I'd still give you MVP of the week Thomas even though you
3: fucked up so that's where we'll leave you for this week thank you Tim and Andrew for doing everything you do to keep the show going listeners check out the show notes where you'll see all kinds of links and stuff including our schedule our Patreon which you can join and listen to more stuff and interact with us on Patreon or on Discord and all kinds of stuff see our websites our social media accounts and all kinds of good stuff in one very nice, compact, easy, convenient location
4: for you.
1: Don't forget to rate and review five stars only. If you don't give us five stars only, then we'll stab you in the neck.
4: Seven year plan. Successfully. Yeah. yeah. We'll,
1: <laughs> we'll wait seven years.
4: Yeah, we'll plan it for seven years. And then we'll
1: stab you in the neck.
4: We'll pop up when you're very distracted. <laughs> and you're then t- a van t- will explode sh- too. <laughs> <Yeah>. Just because. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> As mentioned, super excited to talk to you guys next week about the books. So, thank you so much for your support. We'll see you then.
1: Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.